kill your little brother. I got <laughs> real shit to take care of. Come on. Um, Obi, then this is where Obi-Wan talks to Pat. But also, but even with what you just said, though, Carboni, can we yeah. think about it for just a second? I know we're going long, and I apologize. I apologize so much to everyone involved, and specifically to Sage, because she has not been on an interview with Carboni before, so she doesn't, she didn't know. Yeah. She didn't know. I fucking love it, though. This is fantastic. She was on, she was on the Spider, she was on the Spider Boys No Way Home. She knows. No, I just not. But, well, I guess not, we did the one after yeah. the fact on yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I also do a show with Anthony three days a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 no, no. I fucking I, know. I this is a blast. But um, you just said that Yoda's like, you know, I'm gonna handle Sidious. You, you handle your little brother. We just talked for two hours and twenty six minutes about the fact that they don't know who Dark Sidious is. Like, they don't, Yoda doesn't understand this shit. Like, it's such a weird jump to. I guess now, oh, he has all this power. I'll take care of him. And it's like, maybe we should well, have they, Well, he's they had see, enough power they see to the, fog their, you know, their, their yeah, minds about. Yeah, and they about. see the security recording not just of the younglings, but of Mace Windu. So they see the, they see the Windu battle, and they know. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're right, yeah. you're right. So, um, you know, uh, this is where Obi-Wan talks to Padme, and Padme is still in so much denial at this point. Uh, this is where we get the famous killing younglings uh, line where famously Ewan McGregor says that he did this with his hand because he was chuckling because he couldn't deliver the line. Um, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's real or if that's just a thing that he said a couple times. I could I could imagine it, especially with, you know, often things are filmed out of order. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't you're not feeling the same weight. Of uh, uh, of recording a scene, especially when it's all CGI stuff, as it's like not what not is a line. Yeah, and like the way because <laughs> the way it's worded, and because George Lucas is a you know a robot with human flesh, with the like killing younglings, who <laughs> says that? Yeah. Um. Well, apparently Obi Wan does, and uh, Padme says you're going to kill him, aren't you? And he says, listen, he's He's very, he's very dangerous. Like, that's all he says. He doesn't say no. Um, and so she's like, I'm not going to tell you where he is. We get the first shot of Vader overlooking Mustafar from what's going to become his ding-dang castle right before, and it's a dope shot, right yeah. before 3DO, uh, 3PO and Padme go off to Mustafar with Obi-Wan hiding inside because he's like, I know where you're going. I know exactly where you're going. Um, Anakin's not feeling great about what's going on, but his buddy, the Emperor, says, you have restored peace and justice to the, val- to the galaxy. You did it. A ship appears on the uh, on the instrument. Well, also, it- hey, shut down all the droids, please. Because we, oh, yeah. we need to shut, shut them down, please. Because they're not in the original trilogy, so please. Holy shit, it was Carbonian droids. We shut oh it. my <laughs> From here on out, this movie is just so ridiculous. Like it's it just is. like it's all, it's all caps. Like yeah, it, it's it, like I hey, agree. Star Wars was subtly anime before this, but now it's anime. Yeah, yeah. now it's anime. Uh, so he runs out to see her as she lands. They run to each other. Now this is this is a cut that I am really bummed about. I originally. Padme goes to talk to Anakin, and their conversation goes much as it does in this movie. Um, you know, only my new powers can save you. I'm doing it to protect you. Uh, we can live on my cool lava planet. We don't have to run. Look how cool this lava planet is. It's dope. Um, uh, and when she finally sees what he's become, she pulls a knife on him. 
and she tries to stab him. She tries to be the one to destroy Darth Vader, uh, injures him, and it's his injury originally that allows Obi-Wan to win the duel. Sick. But it's so cool. Wow. Why do we give her nothing instead? Because she's already, you know, she's already what? the plot device of why Anakin's so moody. She's already carrying this. You want her to have a third thing to do in this movie, Sage? <laughs> you mean beyond the motivation of a man? <laughs> uh, and the motivation of the future man? <laughs> Obi-Wan comes out from hiding. Anakin flips out. I knew you were all against me. Uh, I think nails that scene, by the way. That, she does. She yeah. really nails she it. Does. The, I, I think she nails you, that. I don't I know, know you. you. You know, right before she, like, he force chokes her. Oh, uh-huh. Heartbreaking. Oh, right? and the look on her, and the the look on her face. Away. Please, I love you. And her voice just, like, disappears in it. And you're just like, ah! Uh, it's, it's so rough. He throws her aside, you know. The Jedi turned against me. Don't you turn against me. You know, and then he sees Obi-Wan. You did this. And Obi-Wan throws down his robe and is just like, you have done that yourself. Let an icon go. Um, I deflect all responsibility onto you mm -hmm. yourself. Could I have been a better dad? Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And this is where we go back and forth between these very good duels. Um, you know, the Yoda duel, I think, is is so great. Like, Yoda versus Sidious, there's something cool. It's so on the nose. The symbolism in this movie is so on the nose. But rising up in the Senate pod into the Senate chambers and having their fight in the empty chambers because the government isn't needed anymore and they're just throwing, like, it's so good, man. It is. So uh, on the nose, I think, is the best way to put it. And when you just go all in, you're like, they went all in, just enjoy it for being all in. It's so fucking great. Like, the intercut between the, the Battle of the Heroes and then, like, the, the Duel of the Fates music playing, we get Yoda versus Palpatine. It's like, it's fan service at its best. But I think that it's hilarious that they're just like, you know what? The, the stakes, how high can we turn them? Mm-hmm. Higher. Higher, higher. When you look at the Mustafar battle, it's like every single second they're like, how much more dangerous can we make it? Let's make the platform smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Let's throw even more crazy shit at them. Like, I'm surprised that at some point there weren't, like, the first Resident Evil or, like, uh, Mission Impossible, like, lasers. (laughs) They also would have to dodge. Like, it's so fucking funny. Make it a full-on video game and have random trains... Coming at each other and you know, crash into each other when they come exactly. at each other, but also like to that effect, him of you know like they've got the shields that protect all of like their their buildings and equipment from the lava, and that gets turned off of, of just like all the little things where it's like this is getting so. Ridiculous. They almost hold hands at one point. They get real <laughs> they close do. to holding and hands. That's why. <laughs> Carboni, I'm gonna let you know that shot, that beautiful shot where they're holding the hands, their heads are almost kind of together. That shot in and of itself was what sparked my theory of why Rey was, in fact, a Kenobi. Because Rey and Kylo also do the hand-holding thing in um, Force Awakens. And I was like, oh, my God, it's poetry. 
And then they, they did hand the stuff, which I hate the transition. <laughs> I said what I said. I think the reason people are always losing hands in this is because they fight with one flailing hand. I think this upcoming battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan is incredible. I think it's the best fight throughout this movie. I think it's wonderful. The choreography's better. Obi-Wan's better than he was in the last one. Like, it's clean and it moves quickly but man like and, and if anybody who's ever done like any kind of stage combat or anything or any real like sword training you would never have a flailing hand that's how you lose a hand no. and that's why everybody loses hands in these movies because nobody goes it's definitely <laughs> right it's that's definitely all you gotta do bud old school swashbuckling they're definitely trying to do like pirate movies where they're doing <laughs> it. um the thing where like the thing where they're fighting we've got Yoda and Palpatine fighting. Yoda takes way too many falls for such a little guy. His little robe comes off, and he watches his little robe fall, and he gets this look on his face after he watches his little robe fall where I always think that maybe he's thinking to himself, oh, golly whiz, I'm practically naked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, this whole thing is one of kind of funny's favorite things of all time. Yeah, one of the greatest interview moments um, was, uh, Carboni, you, you were a part of it, the whole Peter, when we, when we realized the, the final gasp of, Peter, breath Peter, yeah. of Uncle Ben, right? The other moment that made us laugh that hard is Nick reenacting Yoda going through the weird little... Um, the the vent when he's when he's dieharding around in the vent yeah it's so fucking funny that Yoda <laughs> beautiful beautiful yeah it's so good you know it's it's all part of the plan he's calling to Bail Organa uh, and then the Chancellor goes wait I sense Lord Vader is in danger I gotta go pick up my boy I've invested too much in this boy uh, Yoda falls into Yoda looks real tiny and Bail Organa's like space caddy or whatever he's got. He just looks so small and defeated, and he says, into exile I must go. Failed I have, and I gotta tell you, Frank Oz puts so much fucking mustard on that line. Yeah, he does. On that one line, I feel everything. Yeah. Frank Oz kills it. We go back to Mustafar. They're swinging on ropes. They're going... They're Anakin's using a scared little droid head as a platform, which is how you know Anakin's dark side now. He would never use a droid as a platform before. I like this bit where they're, like, really close in together and they don't have anywhere to go and they're fighting. Um, and then we get to, I have failed you, Anakin. I have failed you. And again, when you think of the prequels mm -hmm. as the Clone Wars show... And you see these brothers grow with each other, learn from each other. Where Obi-Wan's last and, and you watch this movie, and Obi-Wan's last words to Anakin Skywalker were, may the Force be with you. Mm -hmm. See you later, old friend. Mm -hmm. And you, Ewan McGregor fucking nails he that. Because that. he's... He sees, he truly finally in that moment, I think, is actually taking in, this is no longer my brother. Yeah, this is goodbye, not old friend. This it's is, not even I'll see you again, it's goodbye, old friend. And you see Ooh. that kind of in the way that, and, you know, good on Lucas for, you know, either helping Ewan McGregor get to this moment or, you know, letting Ewan McGregor do what he does in this moment where you mm -hmm. see it in his, his, his eyes this realization of, I am not talking to that person anymore. Yeah. And you this feel is, it in his voice of, I have failed you. 
just mm-hmm. a great it's a great moment. Um we do get to, you know, from the point of from my point of view, the Jedi are able. Look, yep. two sides, there are heroes on both sides. It says yeah. so right in the crawl. Um <laughs> and then we get to uh it's over Anakin, I have the high ground. Now I will say there's no precedent for this. Mm-mm. And I don't understand <laughs> why it works. But maybe it's a maybe it's a uh maybe it's he's getting in his head. Maybe just by saying that he psychs them out. Makes sense. I don't I know. It makes sense, especially when you're dealing with lightsabers, trying to jump up at somebody and yeah. get anything done. Like, of course they'd be able to smack you down. We you're jumping this. literally up from lava towards someone who's standing above you with a laser sword. Yeah, they can jump twenty feet in the air. They got another way. I don't understand it, but fine. It's, it's, it's world. You all you got to do over him, and he would be. Like, Look, all yeah, you have to do is stand up higher than a Jedi, and you we win. We saw him jump from this really big, long platform that was about to fall over a uh, a thing of lava. We saw him jump like... A lava uh, waterfall. A Barrett. lava waterfall. Yeah. We, we saw him jump like 60 feet to like escape right. that death over to the tiny robot head, right? He could have jumped very, away. Very perfect accuracy there. So I, I do understand of like... There's no rule. There's no. There's no. There yeah. wasn't anything in the first act where you know, like Obi Wan and Anakin are like uh, Obi Wan's like teaching a little bit of what he has yeah. left to teach Anakin. No, there's we a moment weren't. Where he's we like, weren't hey, told. You gotta. You gotta yeah. like. We, not we simply were not told. Bro- Agree. We simply. We simply were not yeah. told. Yeah. So um, when he jumps towards him, gets his legs cut off. This next part, I think, is cowardice from yes. Obi Wan, and I love it. You were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> I love the I hate you. Yeah. Yeah. Because it gets into the yeah. I love you. Yeah. Like level of just like absolute comic camp villain that is fantastic yeah. and something I didn't think Hayden Christensen would ever have had in him. Yeah. But so good. And the, and the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars really makes this scene pop a little bit more. Um, it, Obi-Wan puts Padme, who was choked for a few seconds and then thrown two feet to the ground, uh, into the ship well, because it, things are bad. Almost nine months pregnant. Things are bad. And um, Padme asks if Anakin is all right. Uh, we, get our, <laughs> we get our crispy buddy crawling out of the lava. Oh. The yep. Emperor flies down to save him. And the thing that hits me weirdly is the sort of, like, tender hand the Emperor lays on Anakin's little forehead, <laughs> his little crispy forehead. Yeah. Very out of character for the Emperor. But I just love that little moment. It's like Voldemort when he hugs Malfoy. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, oh, come here. Come here. Uh, so... Bale lets Yoda know that Obi-Wan has made contact, uh, everything's going to be okay. This is where we start getting the parallel medical stories of Padme and Anakin, as Anakin is being rebuilt, and Padme... She is all the way pregnant, and her bump is this big with twins. She is about to give birth to twins, and she is still the tiniest. It's twin goldfish. It's, um... (laughs) uh, Yeah, this is weird. It's... Medically, she's completely healthy. For reasons we can't explain, we're losing her. She's lost the will to live. And you know why they couldn't medically explain it, Carboni? It's because the Emperor knows. And he's force-killing her from across Uh, the galaxy. Because how else would he know? 
when Vader wakes up and he's like, where's Padme? Mm-hmm. And Palpatine's like, it seems like in your anger, you killed. How would he know that Padme actually died? Because he did it I would, himself. I, would, I think that's worth considering, though we don't have anything in the movie that confirms it. Right. Uh, she literally just points at her babies and comes up with these names that have no significance in this franchise. They had three movies. She ah! plants seeds. <laughs> They had three movies to plant seeds for these names as to why she named them that. They had three movies to give them a chance to, for them to talk about it. Well, what would we name our kids? I love these names. Literally anything. And instead, she's just like, Luke, Leia. <laughs> We're losing her. This. If she has to give birth now or we'll lose the twins as well. But, yeah, she's having a fairly uncomplicated birth. She names the children just fine. I mean, look, I'm not going to say this is the best decision that's ever happened in a Star War. Um, it's it's real weird. It's real weird. Is, is it the worst? I would like I'm to make sorry, a motion what, to say, what are we what are we talking about specifically? The worst what? I I think that Padme just fucking dying, giving I, up the will to live, is actually the worst thing to happen in any Star Wars movie. If yeah, I okay. remove um, any of the issues of, like, racism, for instance, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I know, yeah. you know, yeah. and, like, look, <laughs> I agree. There's a particular alien that was coded Jewish where I didn't like it, but... Yeah, yeah, um, so we're going <laughs> racism and anti-Semitism yeah. uh, that exists within the movies. Yes, absolutely, just as, like, straight-up choices that were actively made. Uh, the crimes against my gender in this movie are the greatest offense to me in all of Star Wars, and they've made many crimes against my gender. <laughs> and, it, and it all gets wrapped up in this moment that I can only compare to when Talia al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises, you know, runs her big vehicle off of the, you know, off of the thing, and she's dying. She feels like her mission is accomplished about to blow up Gotham, and I, I, Carboni, who's the actress's name who played Talia Ghul? Because she's fantastic, and I want to uh, uh, properly credit her because Harry. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen The Dark Knight Rises. Oh. The Dark Knight Rises didn't really, didn't really gel with me as much as it gelled with some other people. No, uh, uh, Marion uh, Collard. Yeah. Oh, uh, Marion Cotillard. Yes, Cotillard. Yeah, Thank Cotillard. you. She's I butchered that a, so hard. No, it's, it, it, she's French, I believe. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic great. actress. And she dies like this. <laughs> and that is yeah. the same exact death that Padme has in this movie. And I am convinced that Marion oh. Cotillard watched this scene for inspiration. Um, yeah, as this is going on, we are cutting to Vader, who is, who is just, he's slapping at those medical droids, he is mm-hmm. not into this, he I hates do it. love this, bra- this, like, Frankenstein's monster moment here, mm-hmm. this, like, absolutely unbridled anger, uh, coming out and breaking out of it. Frankenstein's monster was everything for me there. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That, the one-to-one of that shot is so good, with the, with the, uh, with the Boris Karloff Frankenstein. Um, Lord Vader, can you hear me? Where's Padme? Is she safe? Is she all right? It's it's odd to me in – it was weird in the Vader voice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's always mm-hmm. hit me as strange in the Vader voice. <laughs> I, it's because... weird that we don't get to hear Anakin say that before, like, the voice box gets turned on or something. Right. Because, but it's, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know if his voice works. I, I kind of like it. I know the no moment is – 
a very it's it's not in execution a great moment, but I like I the like I, it. I like the idea of because it's the Vader voice and almost how unsettling that is, where he's like, "Where's Padme? Is Padme all right?" Because we've never heard the Vader voice care about yeah. anybody, right? And I, I love, you know, I've always thought about... Oh, that's um, good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and I've always thought about, like, it would have been a much powerful moment, right, if at the uh, at, at this scene, right, instead of getting on his knees and yelling, no, he was silent Vader about him, you see him close his fist, and everything in that room is destroyed. But yeah. I do actually, that's what I've said for years rewatching this movie, but actually now I'm thinking, that's not who he is yet. Yeah, that's not. And we're gonna. I think still, we're gonna see yeah. that happen in the Kenobi show. B, yeah, and then the Obi Wan decides one of you will be royalty and one of you will be poor. <laughs> yo, Good luck, kids. This is this is so wild. It's like, yo, we can't let Vader raise them. He's not cool. He's gonna raise them. And Bail Organa goes like, "Well, I'll take the girl because we were gonna pick up a girl on the way home anyway." <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, real talk, like, with all of that, it's like, and again, thinking the dead horse here, but it's like these prequels could have been so many things, and instead of having Chewbacca meet Yoda, they could have set up some type of story that made a little bit more sense of why Luke and Leia were separated the way that they were, where believe, they end up you know, going, all of that stuff. I think, I think when Yoda says it's best to separate them, we are supposed to infer that if they're both in the same place, they have a better chance of being destroyed, they have a better chance of being taken by Vader, and they also have a better chance of being... Sense. Noticed. Yeah. Yeah, sense if there are two of them in one yeah, place. If you, That's if what you, I always if, if, you, if you have two kids together who are the child of one of the most strongest Jedi uh, around, right, like Palpy, uh, Palpy or Vader are yeah. going to, like, kind of feel it if they get close to, you know. It's like how the president and the vice president can't fly on the same plane. You don't yeah. want one lightsaber to take them both out at the same time. But I do think it sucks that one of them gets to has to literally be raised on a dirt farm that farms dirt, yeah. and the like, other one gets to be the evil name though. And once, <laughs> them, yeah, yeah. Well, how will we ever find Luke Skywalker? Uh, I don't know. Um, and, and, and I wonder. Touch- <laughs> and I wonder if they're making these decisions because it was always like again in the movie because it's never like actually talked about or said in the movie or set up. You know, I, I wonder if they're making these decisions under the assumption of like we think Annie is dead. You know, mm-hmm. so if anybody possibly knows about Padme being a lot or yeah. Padme being pregnant Let and it, actually having these kids, it might be yeah. this very powerful Sith Lord Palpatine. Um, but even still, like, why would you hide him with Anakin's brotherhood? Like, yeah. brother-in-law? It, literally yeah, in the same house with the same name. And once yeah. again, what? hopefully that Kenobi Shobi is going to tell us a little something about that. Um, and so... Obi-Wan says, I'm going to go, I'm going to go watch after him. And he goes, cool, you go do that because I have some training for you. There's force ghosts and you're going to, you're going to learn how to talk to him and you're going to learn how to be one. Uh, There was a cut scene where uh, Yoda talks to the Qui-Gon's ghost in this movie. And that's also included in the four hour super, Mm -hmm. super cut where you just hear his voice. While Yoda's like has his eyes closed, and I freaked out because that also me reminded me of the the possibility of Qui Gon Jinn also showing up in this Kenobi show. Um, we get Padme's funeral. The somber Jar Jar is something. That's a shot Ooh. I was like, oh that yeah, that different. actually hurts. Yeah, that hits. Um, Padme gets buried with the necklace from Anakin that she's still holding on to. Okay, um, and then we get a shot of Vader and Palpatine 
just like we're going to build a Death Star even if it takes us 16 years. <laughs> it looks half done. <laughs> Don't you worry. In 16 years, that bad boy's going to be finished. Carboni, the work stalled. Yeah. The work stalled when what's his face? Stalled. The when yeah, what's yeah. his face? Uh, try true. to you know leave the That's Rogue One. Yeah. Um, and then <sighs> we get to Obi Wan landing on Tatooine, handing a baby to Beru, and Beru's like walks up to Joel Kinnaman. <laughs> No words exchange. Did he Walks hit up. her up on his cell phone ahead? He's like, hey, yeah. I got to drop off this kid. Like, they walk up. They look at the sons and they go, we got a baby? <laughs> that is something. Yep. Written and directed and by George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to say, the last thing I'll bring up in the supercut, because, yeah, very jarring moment. It's still a little jarring in the supercut. But what they decide to end on is not of the the moment of the possible new hope with Luke, right? Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. decide to end on Vader finding the stormtrooper grave that Ahsoka left. And that's where they end in the supercut, which still hits even hard. It, it almost feels like that Empire Strikes Back of just, like, you know there's hope, but you don't feel it whatsoever, which is kind of the opposite of what they ended with Revenge of the Sith in that last shot, yeah. which I thought was an interesting choice of, like, you know, there's hope, and it's going to be okay, which uh, tonally, I felt, like was a weird choice to have after this very tonally, just really dark movie. It's a um, dark ending. It's, yeah. I think, I think no matter what they did, it's, it's a dark ending. And then it it's goes, It's a dark like, ending. Did it, did it, did it, and it's like, yeah. ah, I don't know if I would have transitioned over to that music after the movie we It was originally going to end with the Cantina song. So I'm glad that they changed that. <laughs> Could have ended on Leia because the next film starts on Leia, but that's it. And there you go, everybody. This has been Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, our rewatch here on In Review. Like I said a million times, next week we're going to be back on the Kind of Funny Screencast doing our weekly reviews of Obi-Wan Kenobi. I am so, so excited. Episodes 1 and 2 will be next Friday, and then every other episode will be next Wednesday, I think, unless they stick to the Friday releases. I'm sure at Celebration they're going to make that clear. But until then, Sage, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at Not Sage and over on the Pixel Circus channel, which I run and also do a bunch of lovely shows with Anthony as well. Uh, we do D&D, we do morning gaming and pop culture news, and we got a bunch of fun new stuff coming out. So twitch.tv slash Pixel Circus. Hell yeah. And Anthony Carboni, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at A Carboni, except for on Twitch where I'm at Anthony Carboni. Twitch, you cowards, give it back to me. I do the Pixel Circus thing with Sage, and uh, all next week, starting on Thursday, watch me on the Star Wars YouTube channel doing all of the Star Wars celebration coverage live. It's going to be a good year. Hell yeah. Congratulations on that, and congratulations on your first in-review plot. You killed it. This was fantastic. Great episode, everybody. But until next time, I love you all. Goodbye. What's up and welcome to Kind of Funny's DCEU in review. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Oh, baby, oh, baby, oh, baby. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. Oh, God. I'm going back to the screen. The big man, Craig Miller. Dark side. Yes. yes, yes, and of course, the producer slash the producer, Nate Scarpino. Andy, I thought I got a Coke Zero, but what I really got 
was a cherry Coke. Oh, thing. you're in for a treat, I'm big dog. Very excited about this. You're this in is for exactly a treat, what I baby. Need oh, for this yeah. Keep it up. There, there it is. you go. You'll love to see it. And also, you'll love to see that intro. Shout out to Carter Harrell and Cameron Kennedy for the updated DCEU oh, cool. intro. So damn cool. Making Kevin Martian Manhunter. Kev, let me see that. Let me see that Martian Manhunter. Yeah, we Martian Manhunter. The world yeah, needs Thank Kevin Coelho. Thank you. God, <laughs> horrifying. I do not yeah. like that at all. But this is Kind of Funny's DCEU in review, where we rank and review every movie in the DC Extended, Expanded Universe. Greg, which one is it? Extended, isn't it? Extended, no, Expanded. No, that can't be right. No, that can't be right. Whatever it you is. You caught me DCEU. off guard. I wasn't listening to you. Oh, <laughs> what we're doing. Right? Extended, uh, Extended. This is our beautiful show where we rank and review different franchises. We do two a week here on YouTube.com slash kindoffunny. You can also get it on roosterteeth.com as a video. If you want it as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kinda Funny Reviews, and we'll be right there for you. Uh, if you want to get the show ad-free or watch live as we're recording, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, just like our Patreon producers, the nanobiologist, and Sven McHale did Thank both of you. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp and Babbel, but we'll tell you about that later because I can't wait to talk about Zack Snyder's Justice League with a runtime of four hours and two minutes, boys. Four hours and two minutes. To meet the mandated runtime, more than 90 minutes of Snyder's footage was removed from the original cut, uh, but the results still adhere to the basic outline of the story. Uh, there's estimates that Whedon's cut only uses about 10% of the footage that Snyder shot that we see in this movie. Snyder stated that only four to five minutes of new footage was shot during additional photography for the Snyder cut. Uh, it was released on March 18th, 2021, a couple years after the November 17th, 2017 release of the original Justice League. Snyder has expressed his interest in screening the film in IMAX theaters, uh, to no one's surprise, once COVID-19 is under control. Snyder has said for the theatrical release, there will be a 10-minute intermission halfway in the movie uh, to let people go pee-pee. Go pee-pee! This is, once again, directed by Zack Snyder and music by Tom Holkenborg. Who is that, Greg That's Miller? A fake name. That's uh, DJ Junkie XL. Junkie XL composed the film's score. He had previously completed an entire score for the theatrical version of Justice League before being replaced by Danny Elfman following Snyder's departure and Whedon's arrival uh, when Holkenborg. <laughs> was rehired to score the film in early 2020. He decided to start and make a brand new score for the film, which consists of 54 tracks and is four hours and 20 minutes long and somehow managed to give Wonder Woman an even more obnoxious theme song. Uh, a budget of $70 million, uh, which is in addition to the $300 million that the original took to, to make. So the $70 million is just for this cut right here. A box office of $657.9 million for the original movie against an estimated break-even point of as much as $750 million. Deadline Hollywood reported that the film lost Warner Brothers over $60 million, and that's not even including what the, <laughs> they're talking about now. Um, the film, was, the cut was filmed in and released in an open mat, 133 to 1 aspect ratio. Uh, so there you go. Andy Cortez, what do you think about Justice League, the Snyder Cut? Kevin, what were you going to say first? Go ahead. I just, like, why is it so tight? It's, like, every shot is this big. Like, as big as our squares are. I, I think these are probably 4-3 four, four, or the 1-3. I think I have more space. Or Nick, Nick and Kenji, so, sure. it, it makes me feel so claustrophobic. God, well, what's interesting is they're not, they're not, they're not, I actually don't think they're tighter. I think they're actually um, wider um, this way. But generally what they, I think they did, 
was they for the um the theatrical release they cropped in on that frame. Yeah. So a lot of the shots that you watch the in, in the Whedon cut, and I could be wrong about this, um, but I think that's what they did. I think he just actually is using the full um all the information on the sensor. Open that. Because like that's yeah. where that comes from. Yeah, so cool open that you would take it and then you add the bars on top of it. So yeah, you add the bars on top and bottom. So what you're seeing actually you're actually getting more frame uh in this, which I thought was fascinating, um, as to whether or not it adds to the movie or services the, the action of the plot. I don't know, it's, but uh, it's, I thought it was a very interesting choice. Yeah. Um, has, what do I think of it? Um, I wasn't expecting a whole lot, and I think that Zack Snyder pulled it off. I think it's really damn good, and I wasn't expecting it to be. I think it is one of his best movies, because uh, I ended up watching the full thing last night, and it will, we're not doing the full thing tonight, but I thought it was uh, pretty, I, I'd oh. say close to amazing is what I would say. Kind of. Um, so, I've only watched half of it, because that's, I thought that's what we were supposed to do. Uh, and so <laughs> No future far, spoilers for the second no half of the movie. Spoilers. No future spoilers. No future well, spoilers I mean, like, things, things have been changing, you know, little things. Sure. Uh, but yeah, so far, I've actually been surprised how much I enjoyed, um, all, like, the extra stuff, where it's like, yeah, I know they're giving us a lot, but, uh, I kind of feel like it works. Craig Miller. Yeah. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, you know, I'm the guy who likes Batman v Superman, obviously, though. So, like, uh, take it with a grain of salt, I guess. But, no, I, I enjoy this. I enjoy the changes. I enjoyed the unified tone to it, I think, where there are, you know, I, I think, you know, Whedon's cut tried to inject so much color and levity and try to put jokes in there, which then didn't work with the juxtaposition of what was already filmed and what he already kept and stuff like that. Whereas this having that Snyder BVS tone throughout, I think works and uh, sets it up. There's a lot of stuff I don't like about it, uh, but I thought the additional stuff we got and just talking about this first half, I enjoyed a lot. Like granted, I'm a glutton for DC shit, right? Like I want more of everything, but I like Cyborg a lot from this movie. I think he's still emo all the time, but I enjoyed getting to know more about him. I enjoyed seeing more backstory for him. I enjoyed the uh, soliloquy we get here with Flash and, uh, uh, Iris a little bit and getting to see him use some of his powers in a cool way and see what a normal day for Barry kind of looked like. Uh, I enjoy those additions and I enjoy the tone so far and uh, I liked it a lot. Awesome. Andy, I'm going to go back to you for a second because I feel like a bit did not play and did not work at all. But before the show has started, Nick walked away. <laughs> the, idea came here up, fuming. the idea came up of like, what if we all just pretended we fucking loved this movie and Nick wouldn't know. But I don't think that came off enough. No. <laughs> it's it, just kind of a muddled you're, mess. You're and right. That's where we are. But you know what? A muddled mess is, is appropriate for this. But Andy, what, what did you What did I really think? What did I really think? Okay. What did I really think? Yeah, sorry, Nick. We're gonna make it seem like you were the only one that wasn't. I was saying when it. Nick got mad about specific things, we would all be like, "Oh no, that was great." What are you talking God, about? That's that's what you I, I didn't mean uh, the opening. Okay. We all be like, "It's the best movie of all time." Uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was really like, "Wow, you guys really like this movie." I, 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 I actually like, I, and like, this is why this joke. Like, I was like, "All right, this is gonna suck." Because like, what I just said, I actually meant. Where it's like, I know it's giving us hella. It is more format like a TV show. He is super up his own ass about how totally. fucking. All these shots of like, oh, let's slow down time. Let's just be cinematic for a moment. But I do like how much time each character is getting and being developed. And like, yeah, maybe make a movie for each one and then build up to something like this. But whatever, yeah. you didn't do that. Like, this seems like a decent compromise. All right. Um, I, I'm kind of all over the place with this movie, just like I think the movie is all over the place as well. I, I think it is better so far but not by a whole lot. I think the tone being 
the same Zack Snyder tone really helps out, uh, particularly because I went to go back and watch the old version and seeing the sequence of ever heard of, you know, the strongest man is strongest alone, and then cuts to Ben Affleck and goes, that's not the saying at all. Why would he say that? That's that's not the right saying. And that's Joss Whedon trying to inject his sort of quippy humor bullshit that just didn't really work out in that movie. I prefer Zack Snyder's tone in this movie. I, I honestly do. I don't think it's leaps and bounds a huge improvement, however. Um, I think the... I, I still think it... Um, I'm kind of with you, Kevin, where it's like, yeah, sure, we're getting more character development, but make it a TV show. Like, this, you, you don't get to say, hey, I fully developed the characters and then add on two hours to the movie. Like, that's just not really how it works, because of course you develop, well, you were able to develop them more if you have two yeah, hours I mean, extra like, time. We've, we've had movies that run like a really long time before, like uh, what, Quentin Tarantino's. Last one was super long. Like, sure, like but three and a half I mean, hour we've also had Guardians of the Galaxy throw four characters at us that we all kind of immediately oh, yeah, understand no, and it's, really enjoy. It's better so, stories, like and yeah, movie um, I, elsewhere. I'll I'll say so far, chapters one through four, I think it's an improvement, not a huge improvement, however, to the regular Justice League. Although popping on the old one, I'm like, damn, I miss this color. I miss kind of how things were colorful and not super desaturated and 300 looking, you know, Nick, what do you think? Um, I'm, I'm sort of with everyone else. Right. I, I think that he, I think he fixed some stuff and he messed some other stuff up. And so the best I can say is this movie is definitely different. Um, it's not when I going into this, I just assumed it would be just a hot mess and it's a lot more coherent than I thought it was going to be. Um, I think it, 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 it explains things in a way that is, that I think is a lot more straightforward than the Whedon cut, obviously, because you have more time to do that. Um, but I can absolutely understand how, if you were to watch this, you would say, hey, like, I understand all the creative decisions that were made for the theatrical cut and why they were made. And I'm not saying they're right or wrong, but I get they were like, hey, we want this to be more exciting. Uh, we'd like to see Batman sometime in the first, I don't know, 20 minutes of the movie instead of the first hour and 20 minutes of the movie, because um, he obviously is you know, an important character to the franchise. So I understand why they would go back and try to do all the things they tried to do for the theatrical cut. But what I was actually pretty impressed by was that this wasn't like, I kept grappling every single few scenes and saying like, is this better than, than the theatrical cut? And I think it's just different. I think it's a definite, I definitely appreciate the tone. I actually will disagree with Andy. I like the coloring of this movie better because I think that's what it was intended to be. And the coloring for um, the theatrical cut always felt very artificial to me. Um, sort of like uh, a thumbnail, like a, a Tim Getty thumbnail where it's like, it's, it was just never meant to be that saturated in terms of like, fucking crank it to two hours. Let's go. It's like Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I will say, you know, I think there is, I think that it suffers, it, it benefits and it suffers from all things that are Zack Snyder. In that, um, I think yes. Kevin, for, for me, so it, it, it definitely hit, Kevin hit the nail on the head. Why is there so much slow motion in this? Actually, I think this whole thing would have been, instead of four hours, I legitimately think they could have carved 30 minutes off this movie if they had just not used any slow motion in the movie at all. Like, all of the stuff with, for every scene that I think he nails, there's another scene about afterward that I'm like, why Why is this so long? Like, all the stuff on Themyscira is a perfect example of it. 
the, the, in the theatrical cut, it was fast as shit. People were getting thrown off their horses and were in and were out of the scene. And then all of a sudden she's like, we have to shoot the arrow to, to Diana. But, and then the woman's like, well, we're not going to, the man's not going to know that. And she's like, no, but she will. And we're like, oh, we know who she is. And it's cool. And then they shoot the arrow and it's cool. And this one, they're like, we must talk about the arrow and what this means and why there's two of them for some reason, which is weird. Okay. Is it case the first one missed? I'm not quite sure. They, they had um, the box and the bow was strung inside. Like no one would store, store a bow that way. That's not good for the bow. You know what I mean? But so That's for crazy. like, but so that, yeah, that was like weird. Well, but then, the but then, and then, and right. then Wonder Woman walks up to the place where we get the scene where she walks up to the place where the arrow is, and I'm like, oh god, this is going on for so long. But then she goes down and puts the arrow in the wall. I was like, oh, I'm into this. This is pretty cool. And then she, she, she gets really long down in her high heels. Right. And I was like, oh yeah. shit. So so there's like it's so weird because every scene there's like one scene where I'm like, ah. And then there's in that same scene something that, that happens awesomely. Uh, another example is we get to see Barry, a day in the life of Barry, right? He's going as interviewing for a job, and it's in kind of endearing to Ezra Miller. He meets Iris for the first time, and then we get to see her, which is super cool. And then we have this amazing scene where she gets in a car wreck, and it starts, and the music kicks up, and he pushes through the glass, and I get chills. I'm like, this is so amazing. And then as he starts running, the world's worst song starts playing behind him. Oh my god. You just ruined it. You just ruined this moment. Like... also, it's just so weird. Dude, the music moment, choices. The music are so bad. Our choices. There are They're choices bad. here. Yeah. Well, Aquaman's gone into the, the sea. <laughs> no, okay, no, no, no. <laughs> like, what the hell? No, no, no. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, are you talking about the the girl singing? The, the girl singing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you not yeah. 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 know yeah. So long. Why? I jokingly, I jokingly was what? like, "Oh, she's gonna sniff the sweater," and then she sniffs the sweater, and it's like, "Oh, she has that aqua velvet." That sequence way too goddamn long. But when he's walking down, and Zack Snyder replaces Icky Thump with a different mm-hmm. song, yeah, and. It's slow motion, or just like Nick said, slow motion all the time. And the waves are crashing, and he's walking down the dock. And it really felt like, I was telling Elise Willems this, it felt like the end of an episode for the HBO series of Justice League. And he's walking down, and that kind of like folk rock song is playing. And then I expected, boom, cut to credits, and then like, you know, the next chapter would begin or whatever but he just jumps in the water and talks to Willem Dafoe <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's such a weird but here's it's such a weird thing yeah. here's a perfect example though. I like the Willem Dafoe scene I think Willem Dafoe kills it and then we get to Amber Heard and she's got a British accent and you're like that's weird about this universe and this thing of just like I was like this isn't the accent she has in Aquaman, right? No. Like, I think, I think what happened was she just wasn't in the theatrical cut and so when they got to Aquaman they were like you can just do whatever accent you want. You don't have to do the yeah, accent, yeah, yeah. Well, you know? yeah. The rules were off. It's then, yeah. such a mess too, because even just but the, she wasn't the, the theatrical cut for the record. She wasn't the theatrical cut for the But the, but she, the oh, but they must have reshot them because she didn't have an accent, though, right? I don't remember. I don't think she did. I, I mean, I don't they don't did. talk in bubbles in Aquaman either. Like that, it's weird that they they make choices in this movie that like the yeah. the directors of both Wonder Woman and Aquaman are like, no, the Whedon cut is not canon to our timeline. This version is canon to the timeline. It was like, well, clearly not. Like, there are so many... Like, isn't Mira's dad alive in one and dead in the other? Like, 
it's he's alive in the next one. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know if he, is she, did she mention he's dead in this one? Oh yeah, because she's like, yeah, your mom took care of me or whatever, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah so great point. Like, great point. That's kind of weird, but yeah, for me, it was. I, I mean, it's more that you got to check all that at the door, right? Because Wonder Woman's like, I turned my back on man a hundred years ago, except yeah. for in 1984 when I was helping them all out and I got on TV real quick, but I wasn't but, on TV, but it was my voice. But I went but, back and helped more people. But there's another perfect example, right? The Wonder Woman scene is so much better set up than it was in the in this in the the the, the, the bullet blocking and all yeah. that stuff with the bowler hat man oh my god that scene fucking kicks and it that's where so i love the i love the juxtaposition of slow-mo of we see how she sees it and then the when they'll go back yeah. to normal time and it's her going super fast motion uh, i, I hate yeah. the way that looked that looked really, yeah, that, that looked really oh and i think it was the way it, it looked like when people are punk shows and they're like punching in the air and stuff it looked really awkward i, I just me. i just made in general the actual setup for it because there was there was a moment in the theatrical cut and i could be totally wrong about this but because um, i wasn't watching it that closely the couple times that i've seen it but it's in we're inside the bank and then it cuts and it feels like she's standing on lady liberty from like miles away and she jumps in this one she's standing on top of the building she's about to go into which i was like that makes way more sense like i that's 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 better in my opinion but then you, you look at the beginning of that scene guy gets out of truck right knocks on truck doors open guys with guns come out he walks past a guard who saw him get out of the truck with the guys with guns and the guy the guard looks up and goes oh no i don't know what to do pulls the gun up and then the guy shoots him in the back with the, with the silencer i'm like you didn't see the guy get like release those oh, it doesn't matter jobs. They're distracted for every time. for every scene that that he knocks out of the park there's something in there that just makes me go oh this is such an interesting choice that probably should have been edited around but because he doesn't have to edit anything we're getting all the good and all the bad that is Zack snyder yeah, yeah I, I think i'm right with nick when it comes to this because i I am enjoying the hell out of this so far just because of morbid curiosity, and I think that it is delivering entirely. Greg, what's up? Can we get a quick round, Robin? Who all I, – I watched the entire movie. What's everybody else's – I have not seen the second part. I, I watched chapter four. chapters yeah. one through four, yeah. Okay. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to kind of keep it cool, cool, cool. part one, part two. So Yeah. And uh, so far, like, I'm enjoying it. I, I'm really interested in, in watching the rest, but it's not because it's good. It's because it is so fucking weird. Like, I, I'm struggling to put into words how I feel about it because it simultaneously feels like nothing we've ever seen before and the most familiar thing ever, where it reminds me of music videos. It reminds me of PS2 intro cutscenes to, to games where it's like, there's a lot of cool stuff going on here, but it's fucking weird and nonsense. And with this, I feel like at best, it's good. At worst, it's atrocious. But most of the time, it's just kind of somewhere around the, like, it's happening, yeah. and I'm watching it. And I was talking to Kev a little bit about this, but, like, this doesn't feel like a movie. It doesn't feel like a TV show. It kind of just feels like an art piece. Yeah. And a really, really weird art piece at that, but it works. Like, because of that, because it is so up its own ass, and it is so reliant on our understanding of the story of this movie being made like it is only fun for me to watch because i have seen the other justice league and i have mm -hmm. seen all the other movies and i've seen the movies that come after this yeah. so how it all works together it's weird that this might be the only time in history with a movie that we are able to look at it through the lens of knowing what happens after, and then it changing to adapt to that in some ways but not others and through that lens i'm like this is very fascinating. It's and like, fascinating. There's a, there's it in that sense. There's a quality to it. In that sense, it's like okay, cool. Like there's a lot here, but with a lot, that means there's going to be a lot of bad. And God, there's a lot in this movie. The amount of characters when man when Martian Manhunter showed up, I was like, 
I no, laughed. You were like, yes. It, it's it's yes. hilarious. It is so funny that the world Marta. needs they Lois Lane, too. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, it's just such a, a weird thing that I'm like, there's already enough characters that don't add up here. Like, Kevin was talking about character development. I don't think it's there. I just think there's more slow-mo scenes. Like, we get more of these characters. No, there's, I mean, there's well, definitely more I think you get, and stuff. Well, you I, get very, is like you when get we get to, surface level. It's so surface level, and it's just like sure. Aquaman, like being there, joining the team, all the stuff. It's like it, it's and, weird. And Flash's character doesn't work in this movie. Like in the the Joss Whedon version, it worked because it's quippy and whatever. He, and he didn't believe in himself, right? He had a little bit more development. Where we 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 have that scene in the in the theatrical where he's like, "I don't know how to do this. I'm not a hero." Yeah. And Bruce Wayne goes, "Just save one of them, and you know, just go in there and save one of them. Start there." And it's endearing because he's like, "It's mentoring." I, I, it's just a different character in this for me. But to, to paint this more in a positive light, we get a lot more Cyborg in this, and I think that actually makes so much more sense because Cyborg is the only person that can actually tell the audience what the fuck is going on with these mother boxes because right. they're integrated with one of them. I think that was a very, very smart choice, and I think that's very sorely lacking in the theatrical version. So I like all of the... I like him being the bigger presence in this because I think it makes more sense. Having Agreed. said that, though, Snyder doesn't really understand how to do backstory for people in a way that ingratiates you to them. And so he just, he's very surface level and he's very like, what you see is what you get. Subtext is not Zack Snyder's, uh, uh, you know, specialty. And so all the stuff we get with him, with the mother and all that stuff, it just kind of feels weirdly out of whack and like it should have obviously been its own movie. Um, and then we get that moment where he's like, we've got, we've got to make this guy a hero. Right? We have to make this guy, um, we have to make oh, people know no. that he's a good guy. So let's have he's him. Robin Hood. Let's have him rob from the rich and give to the poor and basically commit a financial crime for this woman who we have no idea who she is and we'll never see again. Well, it's keep in mind, too, like in that conversation the mom has with the dean, he's like, yeah. hey, listen, your son's a certified genius, but he yeah. can't go in and change his friend's grades. And you're like, yeah, that's accurate. And the mom's yeah. like, uh, this woman like lost her house or whatever. What were you doing for her? And, the, and it's like. Like, no, that I'm still doesn't justify you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Like, I mean, there's got to be some other way to help her, right? Like, yeah, I don't the, know. The, yeah. Those sequences, what, what it reminds me of is, um, like, Destiny coming out and then saying, if you want the backstories for these characters, we put out some web some web video to go to go watch on the Internet. And that's what all those little moments, these little moments remind me of. It just seems like... The stuff that they got rid of on the cutting room, that got stuck on the cutting room floor for a pretty good reason. Like, I, I, I like that they give, I like a lot of uh, Cyborg's uh, uh, sort of motivations, right? Like, we, we start to understand why he feels the way he does, right. but I don't think we needed to see the bank scene. I, like, we didn't need no. to see all of that information with it all displayed and, like, the well, world is at your fingertips, cyborg, and then the, the yeah, sequence oh, where hey, Victor, like this, the strength is the tip of the tip of the iceberg. Like you could launch nukes, and I'm like, oh fuck, do I want this kid yeah. <laughs> with the ability? Am I cheering for the guy who who, who is pissed off at everybody and wants to launch nukes? Yeah, and very, like, very angry. And there's also there's also a thing I, I also want to mention, and I know that you know this. It's not like they reshot a lot of these these sequences because you know they said so or whatever, but. With Ezra Miller and with Ray Fisher, Ezra Miller, I think at the time of filming it, was 25, He maybe 24, but he still really comes off to me as a 34-year-old trying to play an early 20s, late teenager type of character. 
And same with Ray Fisher, where Ray Fisher I know is in college and he's a college football player, but it really feels like even in the sequences where he isn't cyborg yet, it still feels like I'm a 35-year-old trying to play a college student. When he's in his car with his mom and he's talking yeah. to her about he wasn't at the game today, you but, know, there's a, like yeah, he, yeah, just, yeah. he comes ac- across too much like an adult, like I, yeah, this guy who has a family like, of five and, you yeah, know, he just got fired <laughs> from his job. Like, I yeah. like he, that. The, the I, characterization I assume, isn't youth enough. There's not enough yeah. youth there. I assume that shot was a reshoot because he looks older than he does in the rest of the movie in that one Got scene. Because, like, you know, that, that's a that's a close-up shot of his face, and I feel like we spend a lot of time, and it's like he looks older in there. So, that, I don't know. I have no idea whether it is or isn't. I didn't I'm a, think I'm he looked that old in the original. Uh, I'm with Kevin on this one. I think some of the reshoots did actually make him look a little older. I mean, I'm going to uh, take back what I said earlier that, that Zach Benner can't do backstory. I think he can, but I just think this is not the way to do it. And I think this just feels very shoehorned in. And we all know that these all these movies should have come before this movie, right? We should have seen the yeah. Cyborg movie first. We should have seen the character development because then you could really you really could have developed. I mean, at the core of it is the relationship between him and his father. Uh, him being like this this sort of Robin Hood-like character, it just, it does, it's too much. It's all just too much thrown into the pot, uh, well, which this whole movie is. Absolutely. And, and, and with that, Nick, like, you know, it's impossible to talk about this with not, without talking about the MCU in some way of, like, why right. this doesn't work for us. And I think that it's not just, oh, they didn't nail what Avengers 1 nailed. This movie is attempting to be Avengers 1, Age of Ultron, and Infinity War all in one. It is yeah. trying to be Avengers 1 of getting the team together for the first time. It's trying to be Age of Ultron of here's Martian Manhunter and all this other stuff, elements that are teasing future projects. And it's Infinity War of like here are the, these mother boxes and like we need to collect them all from all the different groups that we've known from the other movies. And they put all of that into, into this one movie that didn't have the the backup to get here. So what this movie is, is a lot of answering questions. Like, I think that what the Snyder Cut does well is answer questions from the Joss Whedon cut of, like, oh, that's why. Like, that's why this happened. This is what's causing that. But it's like at some point this movie starts asking new questions and answering them immediately. So every scene feels like it's asking a question to then immediately answer it to just move to the next thing. Yeah. And it, it's it's bizarre. But again, it's a weird art piece. Andy, what's up? I, I know at one point Greg has mentioned, you know, we, we brought up our criticisms for what we think the movie is going to be and why we are worried it won't work. And then Greg has mentioned before, no, that's part of the plan because Snyder had this and this planned. And so I, I know probably we're going to say a lot of shit in this episode that is definitely inaccurate because Zack Snyder's probably said, no, 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 that wasn't supposed to happen. We were supposed to do this and that. But, like, when I went back to watch the, the – themis- no, no, no. When I went back to watch the sequence where they are fighting against the Amazonians, against – uh, the Green Lantern people against Zeus yeah. and Hades or whatever. Yeah. When the they're doing that, yeah, when the Age of Heroes moment. In the old version, it is Steppenwolf getting his shit kicked in, and in the new yeah. one, it is Darkseid. Fuck yeah! And and I, I don't really understand. Like, was it always supposed to be Darkseid, or did Zack Snyder change that for this? Yeah, well, I think it Whedon's was always thing, Dark Side. We didn't yeah. the one who got rid of it because this is the whole thing where Warner Brothers yanked up on the stick, right? They were like, "Got it." Fuck no, we're done. If this is our chance, get rid of him. We don't because this is the reason. Like, you know, people have been like, "Why does Zack Snyder's Justice League end, end on a cliffhanger?" Spoiler alert: It's going to end on a cliffhanger. It ends on a cliffhanger because 
they were going to make Justice League Part 2. That was the plan. And so when WB had their chance to get out of that plan, they yanked up on the stick and were like, get rid of Darkseid, put in Steppenwolf, and have it just end here. Have it bring back Superman and have it just be the fucking end of it. Tim. Tim Case. Greg, have you seen the, the leaked stuff of Justice League 2 and 3 that came out? Or like the, the screen, yeah, not screenplays, but like storyboards and stuff? The I mean, kind I, of stuff? I mean I think Greg years ago I knew about the, yeah, the shirt. And no, the stuff from like... Like a month ago, this happened. I, have, I haven't seen. I, I gotta buy the stuff instead of you. We need to do a show about it. It's fucking insane. No, like, I mean, it, I, again, I know what the plot was going to be. Like, I know where we were going with this. I know what nightmare leads to, and all that jazz. Yeah, it's crazy yeah. shit. To me, well, you know, it's funny. It's fun because you guys don't. Uh, no, well, you're gonna fucking get some of that in this in this in the next half, Kevin. You know what I mean? Yeah, you read half the book here. I, well, I want to know real quick. If you don't know what's coming, I think it's gonna be interesting because it was one of those things. Like I, you know, the shirt. If you're a big Snyder fan or whatever that laid the whole thing out and he talked about it, he talked about it here there. Uh, there was like a moment that's coming up in the second half. Where I was like, oh, I fuck. I was like so into it. You know, three hours in, <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, I forgot about that. That was like a plot point. That's cool that they're actually doing that. I forgot I, that um, Superman was in this movie. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing though. When we first see him, what he's like when they're explaining the mother box ticket, he's like he's like are we are we all thinking what like what I'm thinking right now? And then Cyborg like puts Superman on the thing and it skyrockets up and we hear the music, I'm like, Fuck, that was hype. Yeah. And there's there's there are those moments in this. But I mean oh, yeah. just, to go back to the the was it the golden age or age of heroes, age heroes that, that heroes, fight. Yeah. I thought that was better done in the theatrical cut. This one goes on forever, oh, and no it way. sounds like Wonder Woman is reading a fucking history report from eighth grade, and then I this person so. did this, and then this person. I'm like, bro, uh-uh, too long. But, I I mean, seeing Darkseid there getting his ass kicked, I think was a terrible choice. I think keeping it Steppenwolf the entire time was the smarter choice. I don't think it worked in this. I think it takes that big baddie and kind of just is like, well, someone already beat him, so what does it matter? Mm. Uh why, when and if Superman comes back. So I think the escalation of, of bad guys was a really important thing that, that Whedon did, that they're now downing back, whatever, doesn't matter. Having said that, I think Steppenwolf in this is so much cooler and so much better as a character than he was in the theatrical cut. And I, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, it's just change for change's sake. But the armor is cool. Having it be its own character is cool. Having him actually be like kind of a sad, like a tra- yeah. tragic character is a lot more compelling than just having him be this generic bad guy. And I think the overall design of him is way better in this one. For yeah, sure. I couldn't I disagree with you design. more. I love the idea that, like, uh, Darkseid is the big bad. And, I, you know, the age of heroes. Like, if you want it, we can dive into it here. We can wait till we get to the plot of, like, how... <laughs> yeah, I, it's not like he fucking misplaced his car keys. He had the anti-life equation and then got dragged on a ship, and they're like, well, the mother box is turned off. We can't find that world anymore. I'm like, what? Like, why did yeah. you fly that far away? It's, but, it's like lost in that. space. They didn't fly away. They teleport to another di- uh, universe, Greg. You know what I mean? Okay, they how did they get there in the first? But you did not know they had to go They put it in random some dominated planet right trail to get us back to Earth, isn't there? Doesn't yeah. I, I love the idea that, that like, I, I loved, I honestly like the Age of Heroes fight way more in this. Uh, obviously, I'm just a sucker for Dark Side, but I love him coming down, and smashing, and having the anti-life equation there. I loved uh, the when he hacks off the Green Lantern's hand this time around, right? And the ring comes up in front of him, and he goes to grab it, and gets shot in the air, and then it zips away. Like again, that you know, Steppenwolf cut off the ring, and the other one, and it flew past him or whatever. But just there's like stuff like I liked how long this one. It's one of those rare things where I like I liked the action in this film. Usually, if you've seen a DCEU or an MCU in review, I think a lot of times I just kind of glaze over while people punch each other. But there was a bunch of different scenes where I actually really enjoyed the action. What is it about Zeus that just looks so fake? He was I mean, twice the size of Yeah. <laughs> he he looks jacked. like someone from, 
Like, it looked like what I assume he wanted to do for 300, but, like, didn't have the technology, you know? It did look, yeah, I mean, around, it, I think that, like crazy. immediately what it reminded everybody uh, of 300, but the character just looked way too video gaming. Well, so I mean, he had, like, glowing hands the overall sure. look yeah. of it. Um, he, he also I, I, thought like, that, I thought that sequence was cool. I, I thought it was cool. I thought Zeus, like, having this young Zeus, like, he looked too young to be uh, Ares' dad. Also, why did they change yeah. the actor for Ares? Oh, I don't know. All I know is I just that's remember Zach, thinking, that, like, that's not Zack Snyder's Ares or some bullshit like that, right? It's the same thing. It, well, well yeah, it, sure. and isn't it, it, yeah, I don't even fucking know. Because that guy was a guy at one point in in Wonder Woman, right? And then Ares took over? Or was he always Ares? No, They're no, all no mass I mean, he, man, he was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> the world needs Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought hey, that man, I think that that sequence was I think the sequence was was not done well from from the storytelling standpoint, right? The whole point was supposed to be like these like dark side comes and then all of these these three realms come together to fight, but we see them all already there on the island and you're like, well, they're already together. So, I don't know. I just I liked it being yeah. briefer. I liked it being sort of a footnote, and we see it as a flashback, and we see the characters that we, you know, we, you get to see Robin Wright Penn again. I thought that was a cool moment in, in the first theatrical. Robin Wright, excuse me. I do um, the same thing. Every single time. Um, so I, I liked it being a little bit more brief, and I liked her just kind of sort of explain because we get it, right? We understand. Someone came, we beat him back, and now we don't have those forces anymore for some reason. I guess all the gods are dead, and we need yeah. Superman. Cool. That's all I need to know. And the mother not hear the song cool sing about the gods being dead. Oh, is that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I think I think oh, I might have tuned out some of the. I might have auto tuned out some of the songs. Yo, speaking um, of the music, though, I I really want to give a shout to Junkie XL for just being like, okay, if Snyder's gonna go fucking buck, buck wild, I'm going buck wild. Electronic weird eight bit video. It looks like a video game. We're gonna make it sound like a video game. Fuck it. And real talk, I enjoyed that shit. I love it, and I love how obnoxious. The Wonder Woman theme is, they play it 10,000 times, but now the intro of it is the... They play that like 15 fucking times, and it just then segues into... I'm like, good for you guys. Good for you. You know? <laughs> how, about, how, about, how about right when the... Uh, what are the, what are the, the paratroopers? What are they called? Yeah. Parademons? Yeah, parademons? How about when they're, when they're introduced, um, their theme is a scream into and out of every single scene they're in. It just yeah. starts with a scream and ends with a scream. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? Well, that's that's always those guys are, to me, exactly how I feel about this movie so far, which is they, those guys are undeniably better told than the Whedon Cut. Because in the Whedon Cut, they just show up and it's like, who the fuck are they and what's going they on? Smell fear. And in this, it's like, they explain who they are and I'm yeah. like, well, this is yep. stupid. So, yeah, yeah I don't like, know which thing, one I prefer. They're dumb, right? Like, those... They're like zombie characters that exist to be killed. So it's yeah. like they were given that explanation. But like seeing him like... But it's cool that we have like, an explanation. In some crates and stuff looking for shit. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you're like this mindless zombie creature, but sometimes you're just a dude that lost something. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you got? I, I dropped a Cheeto back there. I got to get it before my mom comes home. Where's this stupid <laughs> fucking thing? Jesus Christ. Let's get the plot. Plot, plot. Everybody! 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 Everybody!
where Batman v Superman ended, ladies and gentlemen. Superman has given his life for his world, Lois Lane. Uh, he has driven the hateful spear into Doomsday's chest. Doomsday has driven his own spear into Superman's chest. And I appreciate ripping the Band-Aid off right away. Because in Batman v Superman, I remember sitting there, settling in my seat with my soda and my popcorn. Lights go down, movie starts up, I'm like, all right, yeah, okay, Martha, sure, what, okay, yeah, well, and then we got to, uh, and the bats raised me up to the light, I was like, what the fuck is happening? That, you know, they gave me like five, ten minutes, right, before, not probably, probably like five minutes, two minutes, before they got, they, Zack Snyder made me go, what the fuck are you doing? Instead, right, right here, we hear the reverberation throughout the universe and it's like, this is the direction they're going with this okay. like you literally literally hear it throughout the world okay sure that's how we're doing it okay mm-hmm. whatever uh, yeah and, it, and I was telling Jen because I, I watched the se- I watched the first half again today uh, and I was she came out and she timed it at like you know she's like this is more than four minutes long of this thing echoing and I'm like this is, what, this is what I'm saying when I say Zack Snyder has no idea what subtext is he read in the script that it was the, 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 the shout the scream heard around the around world, the world. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. was like I get it we gotta see a fucking we gotta see it we gotta sound <laughs> scream echoing around the world and the writer's probably like no 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 that was metaphorical cool we show it right like down the water, and you can see it underwater. Abs. Wait, Fucking so like, oh uh, yeah, just a quick question, Zach. Abs. So like, <laughs> we went out of our way to make Aquaman not seem like a weird guy who can talk to fish, but you want to start this movie with Superman having the Aquaman effect from Super Friends talking to fish? Yeah, okay, all right. And it's like one of those things where I was I, even on my first viewing impressed that. By the end of this segment of the sound going, I had gone through all the range of emotions where I just accepted it. <laughs> it goes on so long. <laughs> it starts and you're like, the whole movie this is, is outrageous. Yeah. This yeah. is outrageous. What are you doing? This is dumb. It's still going. Oh, okay. Well, now we're but talking Atlanteans. All right. Let's see. And, so uh, and then it's like, oh, fuck. That's right. We're in Sendascara and the fucking voice. It's still going. All right. It's everywhere, man. Yeah, all right. All right. That's how we're doing. I mean, this is what's so sad, right? And this is exactly what we're talking about, where, like, for every cool thing, there's another thing that goes, that makes you go, what the hell? The opening image of him being speared and, like, screaming is awesome. I'm like, yeah. wow. That and they do, like, one... the spin around, and it's, like, yeah, yeah I'm like, that's motion, so lightning track fucking going. cool. Yeah. And then the echo has to keep going. But, like... I think Zack Snyder just. I, I will say, like a lot. I really enjoyed a lot of the imagery in this movie. I liked a lot of just the. If you just take it at face value, yeah, it, yeah. and you're just 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 looking at the photography, I think a lot of it is really really cool in this. And that's that a long run. Really fucking got. Me. That's like a long running thing, right? Janet Garcia, get out of here! What are you What's doing, Janet Garcia? Get out of here! Hi. Get out! Why are you? The, you're not the Snyder Cut. Get out of here! <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think that you know, there's so many people who have said that in the run up to this, and I agree with it as well, right? Of like, that Snyder knows how to make a pretty frame. He knows how to make a pretty image, right? And it's everywhere else that there's problems in terms yeah. of storytelling and pacing and yada yada yada. Uh, but yeah, I think I agree with you, right? Up until the weird Aquaman super friend effect, you're like, all right. But uh, Superman yells as he dies, and his voice goes around the world. Uh, we get to see Cyborg. His mother box wakes up for a second, like, what's that? Uh, no, my problem. It goes away. And then it goes into Metropolis, and Lex Luthor's talking to Steppenwolf, and he's like, what's that? Oh, not my problem. Did it seem like that footage of Lex Luthor was, like, poorly rotoscoped yeah. out from a different shot? 
Yeah, that that strikes me you, as either that was a reshoot or it was just the I like, think they super took, unfinished effect that they had that to me. I think they that took footage awful. from the other movie and threw it in there because they needed that shot. That so looked really, really bad. bad. The, the underwater portion just did not look good where he's supposed to be there, yeah. sort of in this Superman juice. Yeah, we are there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's in the red. The Superman, 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 the Genesis uh, Chamber, if you remember, yeah, Genesis yeah. Chamber. Uh, and he's like, all right, cool, not my problem. Then it goes, it goes into water, and I guess maybe it gets worn down there, maybe not, because there's no real explanation. You know, correct me if I'm wrong for why the Themyscira box wakes up, but it doesn't matter. Uh, it, it, the Atlantean one shakes a bit, and it's like, nah, not my problem. Snooze. Everybody, all these mother boxes, they're snoozing. They don't need to worry about this, because uh, again, why the fuck would they know what a Kryptonian is? Whatever. Uh, but they and also, there was no Kryptonian protecting the world. It doesn't matter. Uh, it goes all the way to Themyscira, though, and that mother box goes ring-a-ding-ding, Andy, and it wakes up, and all the Amazonians go, ah! And the they've just been sitting around protecting it the whole time. Yeah. The Atheans, they fucking tossed it in a hole. Fucking America, we were like, this thing's from the Nazis. We don't give a shit. Give it. This guy's like, oh, hello. I've noticed that this is alien tech, and that's alien tech. Different civilizations. And they're like, just check it out, Silas. Just take it. What a crazy budget. What a crazy budget. Like, some places can't even afford to have one security guard on deck but this thing they've got the strongest people on deck 24 7 or maybe it's 35 9 i don't know how the amazonians keep time greg exactly but they're there they're and they're ready for in case anything pops out of it yeah 35 9 their hours have less minutes I love when we go into what happened with the boxes and, like, we see the Amazonians, like, forging it in steel and, like, smashing it and, like, putting it in a fucking special thing. And then we and get to the Atlanteans. Like, hey, octopus suck they su- it sucks it with an octopus. And then it gets <laughs> the humans and they just bury it in a fucking hole. It's like, <laughs> like, like Yo, it's good. We're good. Later, uh, if I remember this correctly, it's Cyborg buries it. And it's, like, literally, like... Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. bro, what you just fuck? reach in and grab that thing. It's so weird, especially when you're a superhero. Like, well, not only did he do that, but he does the thing that he had to do because I was like, "What the fuck is it?" Like, I forgot because by the time Nick. we got back to him, I was like, "What's in the What's in the gym bag? Why is he keeping <laughs> carrying the clothes with him?" And he has to open it up to show you that it's the box. And you're like, "All oh, right, it's the box." And then you he throws it in beforehand. Nick, you missed beforehand when the humans are digging in under the scene right before one of the guys just threw it into the woods. He was like, just get rid of it. And they're yeah. like, no, we got it. It's still there. Andy, I can still see, Andy, I can still see it. <laughs> no, you, you put it down and took like a bush and just put it over it. <laughs> no, that won't, it's like, not going to work. It would have been better if you put it in my grandma's room that you weren't allowed in, you know, where all the plastic was. Like, yeah. Just put it over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one will ever know what it is. Just put, put it in that room. Put it behind this tree. Like, no, but you can see it from other angles. Yeah, <laughs> you can go behind the tree. There's another house over there. <laughs> uh, so from there, yeah, the mother box is like, ah, everybody goes around it, and then we're kicked up to Iceland, right, where it's, uh, we don't know at first, but it's Ben Affleck, it's Batman, it's Bruce Wayne, yeah. he's there with his goggles on, his things on, he's going, and he goes along the way through the snow and the mountains, and he comes up to the thing, and we look down on a small fishing village, and we get, boom, part one, don't count on it, Batman. And uh, he goes down, and again, like, it's, you know, it's so interesting, and I'm, I... Of course, don't wish that I'd watched Justice League 2017 again because I fucking hate the film. But I had wished I'd watched it before this, but with more time. Because yeah. I didn't watch it again because my fear was then it would just... Uh, already trying to recap a four-hour-long movie, the fact that I just would not be able to keep it straight in terms of which is what cut and yada, yada, yada. But coming down here, I enjoy uh, the changes, again, they made here. And again, it's the tone thing we're talking about, right? And it is more of a... 
it's what we talked about. I remember making fun of it in the Whedon cut uh, in review, where like he's like, I need to talk to you know, the, there's a the guy who comes in the King Tide and yada yada yada, and like we don't know him, and they just turn and there's a drawing of Jason Momoa on the wall. <laughs> seems like you're him, you know what I mean? And it's the same idea here that Batman knows that he's him, yeah. right? But there is more of like Jason Momoa being the translator, trying to stick in. He's not not actually involved in this and trying to stay out of it. Uh, of course, no, he doesn't, and you know gets thrown up against the wall, and the guy yells at him for insulting, um, treating him like children. Or whatever, and Bruce Wayne yeah. knows how to speak Icelandic. Of course, he does, right? And he does a little. He does a little. Ben Affleck smile and wink. And he love when movies cool. do that. Love when a movie does that. When you realize the person knew the language all along. No, they knew what you were saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'll say I, I like the setup for this a little bit more because they have a little more context for why he's riding a fucking horse around Hoth. Um, and it's like they're like, oh, they have that one line where he's like, oh, well, no helicopters could get in here for seven days. So that's uh, no that ship. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah the determination of of uh, Bruce Wayne of being like, fuck it, all I, got, I just got to get on a horse and do it. Which I, that's I mean, they a perfect up, example, though, of the answering questions that, like, that only they're asking. Answered. It's yeah. like, why is he on a horse? Is not a question that we should be asking about Batman in a Justice yeah. League movie. That that was always a little bit weird. Like, if you're going to go back and rewrite that scene, maybe just have him have a cool piece of tech that does it, that's better than a helicopter. But I digress. It's a cool visual. It, does, it's, it's cool visually. And, I mean, he has all sorts of cool shit. But, you know, he can't, again, he's got that shit, but he can't get it to work until the team comes together, which sure. is another element that I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, I like the yeah, uh, going to talk to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, who wants to fly? What the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I liked it, though, because it was, I liked, first off, it felt a little bit of a, like, a nod to Batman Begins in terms of uh, Bruce Wayne climbing the mountain there, right, and the dedication we talk about Bruce Wayne having and the commitment to what he's doing. But then, like, him on the uh, horse and shit, like, I love shit like that from the comics where Bruce Wayne slash Batman has to go do some weird shit to get there. And, like, again, the question nobody's asking, sure, but I like the idea that, like, it also was when... Momo is talking to the guy, the guy in Icelandic, right? I'm just like, he climbed the mountain. Like, what kind of what kind of psychopath can, can come that way? And it's like, yeah. again, the dedication of who Batman and Bruce Wayne is. But I, and I like that. But th- this seat always still bothers me, and it bothered me in the first one. It bothered me in this one because it basically it does not give Aquaman his due. It cuts from him getting off the horse directly to a shot of Jason Momoa. And then he's translating. You want a bigger reveal of that? Yeah. I, I mean, to me, this needed to be the like the Spielbergian, like, I'm looking for this man. And then you hear his voice before you see him. And then the crowd parts as the camera dollies in. And you just see him, like, from behind. Sure. Go, it's like, it's none of your fucking business, right? And then walk out. And then we have that moment. It needed a bigger hero-type hype-up moment. But instead... He's just oddly translating for these people. And then we get a scene later where he's just super fucking rude to him and, like, slams the guy down. He's like, tell him the fuck. Different village. Different village. Was it a different village? So he only likes this one village? Remember, as as Willem Dafoe says, you're out there doing good deeds, but you never never stay in the same place twice. You never sleep in the same place. Well, you never sleep in the same place twice, but you can go back to the village and have a cocktail, for Christ's sake. I mean, Jesus, you can swim in the fucking ocean. I don't know. I just just always felt like they never paid Aquaman any sort of, like, fair due for this particular thing. It's a bad thing. Yeah, it's because Momoa, he's always always roaming in those areas, and he's like, these ladies keep singing wherever I go. I need to get away from these ladies. (laughs) 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 There's a moment where every time he gets to the ocean, he takes his shirt off and throws it. And I'm like, how much money do you spend on shirts? <laughs> uh, he's thinking he's just keep throwing them to the ladies in the crowd and yeah. then jumping out. I'm like, just when be he, shirtless. You don't need cold doesn't bother you. When, exactly. When he comes to the shore, that's when they're giving him a sweater. Oh, give him the shirt. Give him the like shirt. Give him the shirt. Why are you giving him He'll take it off. It'll be super exciting. Give him the shirt. We get to see it. We I'm going to say one thing right now, though, guys. Uh Fucking A, every time Jason Momoa takes his shirt off. Every time. Andy, hit the song. Good looking man. 
Were they born, born in lives? Now it's time to rank those ads. Welcome back to Rank Those Ads, the ladies and gentlemen, a podcast within a podcast. We're just going to say it. Jason Momoa is the fucking goat. That's it. G-O-A-T. Period, 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 period. Put those where you want. He looks so good in this movie. It's It actually makes me hate myself and hate all of you. I don't know okay. why. It just makes me wow. hate everyone. All of us, too. Yeah, all of you. All right. That's it. All right, well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, you know, Bruce reveals and stuff. He gets thrown up against this thing. Uh, they, they go outside. They have the conversation we were talking about earlier, a different take on it, obviously, as many of the conversations are in this uh, Snyder Cut. Uh, yeah, the strong man, strongest, ever heard of strong man, strongest alone. He's like, you ever hear of Superman? He, I die, he died uh, fighting alongside me. <laughs> Jason Moon was like, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't want to fucking work with you. See you later. But he gets that final thing. of like, you're crazy, Bruce Wayne. This is the best. You're crazy, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> You're a fucking fish man. Don't be calling me crazy. All right, I'm here trying to save the goddamn universe. She's crazy. Uh, and then we have the the weird singing we were talking about. Yes, of uh, the woman who then sniffs the shirt. And again, it's weird no matter how you cut it. But like, I would have cut it just a little bit sooner. Because <laughs> yes. it is like a full blown song and it is sniff and it, it is breathes. It breathes. Greg, it is exactly what you were talking about with the scream, where it starts, and I'm like, oh, my God, I want this to end. through it. And then you power through it, and by the end of it, you're just indoctrinated. You're like, you're on Spotify, you're looking for it. Like, weird, weird Aquaman singing, you know what I mean? Really? 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 It was I do think that woman came long. in that I was like, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. No, I feel like all of these things being as ridiculous as they are and happening for as long as they do is what makes this the stutter cut. It's what makes this the vision. Like, without that, it is just... You nailed it. I think you nailed it at the top of the show that, like, this doesn't feel like a TV show and it doesn't feel like a movie. It feels like an art piece. And it is, yeah, but and the, again, like, it's so much influenced by the entirety of this story that to get to this point and be like, Every, all right, you win. Do whatever you want. He's like, cool, right. I'm making it for IMAX. But it's going it. to be an HBO Max. It's going to be made for IMAX, goddammit. But whether or not we like that, and this is the question we'll have to all decide, right, is, is the value of this movie, to Tim's point, is comparing it to the original, right, and comparing and contrasting. Is, does it make it a good movie though does it make it a good the answer is no <laughs> to that question right i i i want to say that the we all thought the singing was weird right and i i think tim i totally disagree i think it should be it should have been way shorter but it's when the it's when homegirl in the back starts harmonizing and i was like what is going on right now like this shouldn't be happening they all come together and they start like walking and you're like are we are going they gonna kill into Bruce a, like, a, a late 80s like fucking music video right now like what is happening in this movie i had to pause it and just kind of like i I don't know if I'm ready for the rest of this, and we are at this point, what, 15 minutes in, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. We're, 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 we're still going. Three around. hours, 45 left. Yeah. Wet behind the ears on this. Uh, you know, then you get a quick scene. You're, you want something quick? You're out of it. We get to see a quick uh, shot of Martha. You know what I mean? I don't know if you know this. It's Superman's mother. Uh, she, of course, is at the gravesite, looking like she's saying goodbye to Jonathan Clark. <laughs> she's got her like, thing all built up. You got her Yugo Hall there. She's got her truck. Looks like she's saying goodbye. Then she drives out of town, it looks like, and drives past uh, the house that's been foreclosed on. And then, of course, spoilers later, it'll just be, ah, I just moved next, closer to the diner. <laughs> I'm like, well, are you, why? What was the dramatic going to say goodbye to your family? 
can't leave that, but okay, whatever. Like, Nick, you can't like I was going to say, that actually sounds like a smart move for you. You know, you're just a one you person. Big house? What are you space. doing? Pal? Not to mention uh, this house got smashed by Zod. You know what yeah. I mean? People it's know. It's, 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 it's got some going foundational problems. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't realize she was at a different spot. So when I first watched this, I was like, is the graveyard right behind the house? Did they bury all the Kents, like, right right in the farm back there? I mean, it makes sense, though, family plot. Yeah. Oh, it does, but then who's going to buy that house? And if so, do you do you have to bodies in the back? I'll buy it. Oh, that'd be cool. What would you do with the body, Greg? No, probably no. reanimate it with a mother box. You know what I mean? Cool. Me and Kevin would get it going. Kevin could get enough uh, uh, yeah, jewels like into that box to reactivate Superman. <laughs> yeah. Kevin's like, I think the problem is we need more. We need more jewels. <laughs> we need more mega jewels. <laughs> 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 like, we're we're gonna, imagine on. this reboot of weird science where it's me and Kevin reanimating Superman. It just cuts and he's just he's just zapping Superman's nipples for no reason. They're like, how hey, hey. is the best way to get it through? <laughs> <laughs> Turn over Ranger Danger. It's <laughs> 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 the things coming off the battery. Kevin's got to break. Exactly. I have uh, lost the thread all on his head, You know what I mean? I'll strap oh, in, Andy. Go pour yourself some recap juice. You're not even... You, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for you. We haven't even gotten to the second part where people start Gregorian chanting yet. Uh, <laughs> so after cool that, guy. we go to... Oh, we get a nice scene here of... You know, I'll, I'm always down for more Jeremy Irons and Ben Affleck. I'm always yeah. down for more Bruce and Alfred here. Right? Yeah. And so this is, oh, yeah, yeah, Bruce coming back to the plane after t- and getting to tell Alfred that he found him. Uh, he found the Aquaman. Uh, and then, of course, he won't there. But we had a fun conversation with Jeremy Irons like, can't we go look for a metahuman in Cabo? Yeah, in Nick. I'll tell you the scene that, that ruined this scene for me. Oh, here we fucking go. I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> Guys, don't put a bad wig on Ben Affleck oh, God. When, the wind's hit the song. when the wind's blowing. Okay? No, no, keep, keep, keep filibustering because I, I, I have because the actual thing. Yeah. He gets out and obviously you're like, this is something happened here. This is a reshoot or this is happening later because Ben Affleck looks completely different than he looks in the rest of the movie. Sure. Second all, he's wearing a wig for the most part, I think, in this movie. But this one was like, we lost his wig. Go get the J. Jonah Jameson wig from fucking Spider-Man 2 and throw it on his head because it's got a widow's peak that goes all the way down to the fucking middle of his nose. Yeah. And then the wind starts blowing and I'm just like, just put a hat on him. Bruce Wayne, we're on a we're on a brand of beanie or something like that. Ruin the scene for me. Ruin it for me. Okay. <laughs> I love you. I love you so and, uh, much. All right, just repeat everything you said. Did that? Repeat everything you said. Is it a wig? I don't know. Wigging out with Scarpino. It was definitely a wig, and it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> one thing I really do like about the DCEU uh, is Batman, and I like that they do a good job to me of having this character with a backstory that we don't know, so we're filling in the blanks ourselves, and that's cool, and that's interesting because we get to do a good job with that, even though they don't. Here's my thing, and this is specific to this Justice League and the other Justice This is specific to Justice League is what I'm driving at. Uh, I adore Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I love that, and I love the relationship with Jeremy Irons as Alfred and all that jazz. Agreed. In Justice League, his Batman doesn't do it for me. And I can't really tell you why. I feel like he always looks stiff. He always looks out of place in the shots. In Batman v Superman, he moved around in, like, the fight scene, obviously, when he went up against all the people who had Martha was great. And even when he was interacting with Superman, when he was in the big armor, I guess. Like, I didn't have these complaints there, maybe when he skittered up the wall. <laughs> like, a weird spider than that for opening scene, right? But, like, I felt like he looked limber enough. Whereas this one, it really, this one really feels like Ben Affleck in a costume, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. Yeah, no, I, th- I think you're right. And I think I think a lot of the action sequences didn't do it justice, no pun intended. Um, that's why I kind of like, – I didn't love that original scene 
um, that we didn't reshot like that. That put him in where he's on top of the rooftop of the guy's like, they come at night. I know, oh, I know yeah, an yeah, odd yeah. amount about these things that no one's ever seen before, but I, I know about them. <laughs> Rooftops looking, um, but I think that had better action than than some of this stuff. But it's it's so weird. It'd be it's I'm gonna be so fascinated when Tim actually watches the the side by side breakdown of the action sequences and then tells me the highlights of them because I'm never gonna do it. Sure. But like it's the scene in the the water tunnel thingy, uh, the underground. Yeah. Under the under the where, they, where Steppenwolf and crew are holding all the people. It just felt like it had so much. It had just had a different energy than the other scene. And I don't know if I liked it more or I liked it less because of that. Just uh, so yeah, he, they get on the plane and they're you know they didn't get Alpha Man, but they'll keep trying kind of thing. Uh, from here we get to go to Metropolis, where this is the Gods Are Dead song. As Lois Lane gets coffees, she gets two. You're like, oh, what's that all about, right? And she goes to the Superman Memorial and gives one to Jerry. Nick, who's Jerry? Who's Jerry? Jerry is Mark McClure. Mark McClure oh, is who okay. we're looking for. Jimmy Olsen in the 1976 Superman. Oh, also, oh, yeah. that's cool. He was, I, I didn't catch, I don't remember this at least. I probably caught it at the time and made the same reference. Uh, he's On his IMDb, he's listed, listed as Officer Ben Sadowski. Uh, this is for Justice League 2017. Uh, here you'll notice she calls him Jerry. And later on, spoilers, I know I said no future spoilers. I'm sorry, everybody. Later on, he'll have a Schuster uh, name tag being a combination of uh, Jerry cool. Siegel and Joe Schuster. The guys who created Superman. And this is what I'm extrapolating from it. I could be wrong. Let me know if I am. Uh, anyway, Lois has her coffee, gives it to uh, Jimmy Olsen, and is like, you know, oh, she's like, oh, you're back. You're here. I'm here every day. I fucking, my, he died. <laughs> so she sits there just staring and drinking her coffee at this fucked up Superman memorial or whatever, right? But I will say, I think this is a better scene than than what they used it for in the theatrical cut, which was the ridiculous montage. Like, every, all those shots from the montage, I think, are better in this because we have a lot more context and I think they hit on a, a better level. I like Lois. I, I think they do a way better job of showing a grieving Lois here, right? Yeah. Well, like, I mean, the lead up to her walking up to it and she, and you know, like we know where she's at because we've A, seen the movie before and B, we just, we know the universe. We know what she's doing. But I like the way this scene was shot. She she hands him the coffee. She goes, yeah, I come every day, right? And you're like, oh, she's at the memorial. And as she walks up, we get that nice reveal as the camera's kind of pushing up with her of the actual Superman memorial for the first time. And that hit. I was like, okay. that that I feel that. That's good. Jumping off of that memorial, we go to the memorial in London. London, baby. Where one of the fucking bridges has the Superman S up there mourning uh, their fallen hero, of course. Uh, Looks cool, pal. Yeah, super fucking cool. Uh, and this is where, uh, you know, the uh, bowler hat dude and his uh, gang of terrorists who want to send the world back to the Dark Ages, uh, they roll in. We already kind of touched on it, right? They get out of the van. They blow the dude away in the street. They go in there and take down – it's not a House of Parliament, but there's lawyers. There's lawyers and wigs. Maybe it is a House of Parliament. I don't fucking know too much about it. I'm not going to bring in Lucy on this one. Let's not um, act like we know, yeah. Forget you know what I mean? Let me – Andy, while we're here, let's not act like we care, all right? Frankly, however you guys want to prosecute your criminals over there, you want to wear wigs, go for it. I'm not going to judge. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's how you want to do it, but I don't have to learn about it either. Right, Kevin? Yep. We don't to know. They said it earlier. Why but... do they wear wigs, you know? <laughs> like, I want them real fast. I don't know. Wigging out with Scarfino. <laughs> Nick, why do they wear wigs? Yeah, it's, a really good question. <laughs> it's a relic from Leftover in the Days when it used to rain a lot, and then it, the wig, the powder would hit the rain, oh. and then it would sop it all up and go bop, 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 squeeze it out. You have a nice little juice for yourself later. That's that's wow. Yeah, he's lying. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's nice. I don't think that's true, no. <laughs> earlier, Nick was talking about the scene compared to the, the Weedon 
cut of the Wonder Woman action scene, and I agree that I really like the build-up to it, because, like, when the action starts happening, you're like, okay, I understand this now. Like, this makes sense. It's not just out of nowhere Wonder Woman doing all this, like, cool moving around shit and the standing scene, which was ridiculous. But, uh, Greg, this is definitely a question for you. Like, these bad guys with the, the, we want things in the old ages or whatever, are are they... Related to the the main bad guys, like the plot at all, or is it just? Oh like, no, no, they're just they're just bad guys. This is just this is literally just. Hey, one woman's doing superhero stuff. You see, this yeah. is what she's been doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, a, a, a weird ass bad guy plot for not being the plot of the movie, and it's yeah, just like it's, oh, it's just a scene we're doing to get a fight scene, an introduction to Wonder Woman, but that seems like a really big plot. Yeah. But, like, they were, uh, I, they were also... Well, I mean, their plot doesn't make any right? sense, right? Like, yeah, they're just suicide bombers. They're going to blow this thing yeah. up. They're not actually going to take everything offline. Or they're going to take what a couple of talking about is like, is, like, the escalation of what their goal is seems like it should be the plot of the movie. They should be... Or the plot of a different movie where, like, these are a group of fanatics who are, like, willing to sacrifice themselves to, like, prove a point. That is a huge, huge thing. They should have just been bank robbers. <laughs> like, why not just have you bank robbers? Exactly. Because sure. that's the thing. Is, like, sure. It's not just doing superhero shit. It's bank epic. robbers are superhero shit. This is, like, yeah. a Wonder Woman movie we didn't get to see. Right. Well, yeah, in Zack um, Snyder's Wonder Woman, uh, she's fighting fanatics. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, Good they point. wanted to send it back to the Dark Ages, but there was a thing that if they blew it up, they might reactivate Steve Trevor's body, and then she'd have to figure out what to do with the wishes and the cues. Not and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She'd have to kill him, like actually beat him to death. I want you to know, as I was prepping for this, as I was, as I was prepping for this today, I was in the shower thinking about a, a, this interview and a, a recapping all that, and I started laughing to myself of when we did 1984, and we talked about me and Kevin had that bit we had lived of like... Uh, Zod coming back on TV and Kevin's reaction to me like, Yoni, come here, we're about to get wishes. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid fucking plot. Anyways, uh, yeah, one... <laughs> I was just saying, I can't believe we haven't mentioned the grapefruit thing that happened before that we started... Oh, when Greg barfed up a grapefruit? Yeah, we'll get that at the end. That'll be the post show for a couple Stick around for the post show. Me barfing up a grapefruit. <laughs> 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 it's gone. No, I know. I'm aware it's gone. I just wrote this story for him. Uh, anyways, yeah. So they come in in there. You know, they uh, shoot that guy. They come in there. They shoot some stuff in the air. They have a bunch of kids and a bunch of lawyers with their powdered wigs that'll make juice. And they're all on the ground. And they, mm. they, the guy calls down. He's like, we'll call down third man soon enough. Don't you worry about it. And he hangs up. And he's like, oh, back to the dark ages. And he's got his little thing and his little keys and this little bomb or whatever. And I don't think this bomb would be that powerful, but they say it's pretty powerful. I love when the SWAT guy's like, I got a shot. Should I take it? And the other guy's like, no, there's more of them in there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just really, I'm really, I'm really, I'm like, blood, we don't get to use guns as much. <laughs> you can't fucking shoot one guy, they'll blow the whole thing up, you fucking moron. <laughs> go home. Steve, you're on fucking fire today. You go home and think about that. You see him, you see him like walking like with his backpack and like, wait, well, See what happened? Like I got sent home. Yeah, Wonder Woman's up on the top, and then this is the introduction of the new stuff. Oh, uh, I was like, okay, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing this time around. Did it not remind you of when things start going down in Halo? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's a great point. Great point. Oh my God, though. Like Nick. What was your reaction when that song first played? And then what was your reaction when it played the 17th time? <laughs> I mean, everything's sort of a blur right now, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, so I don't – I don't. It, it didn't stick out to me as, as much as it stuck out to you. So I, I – because to me, I was focused on, on remembering 
the more egregious offenses, namely when a moment a, a moment between two characters that is actually touching starts playing, and then somebody starts singing in the background, explaining exactly what's happening in that moment, and I'm like, I just, oh, God oh man, I didn't fucking need this. She's flying through the air, because that, that guy dropped a hamburger on, on Save it, you're not even at scene yet, you're not even at scene yet. I'm like, oh my fuck, I, I, who watched that and was like, yeah, we fucking really nailed this moment. Zack Snyder, and that was the thing, is nobody could stop him. <laughs> There's no stopping him now, he's too powerful. It's like, <laughs> it's like in Spider-Man 2, when they pull out all the cables, and Doc Ock's like, it's too late, the fucking thing's going, we got a son on Earth now, we got problems over here, Spidey. <laughs> same idea, same idea here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Warner yeah. Brothers, anybody, they try to pull the plug, Snyder's the sun. The power of the sun, guys. in the palm of my hand, you Wait, know what I mean? So, I want to talk about this next scene that we're about to get to, you're taking too long to get this, so I'm just moving us there. I'm trying to get there, then Nick's bringing up things from four scenes from now. So, she, Wonder Woman kills everyone. Like, murders no, people no, she, no, no, don't, don't waste it. Don't burn that moment for me, please. Wonder Woman is on top after the crazy song. She drops down, yeah, and she busts in, and the countdown clock's there. And we... We go, we we go into slow mo as the clock, and she's doing like the boom. She's just looking dope as fuck, boom, like dodging bullets, Ooh. ding ding, dodging bullets, right? And then we come out of slow mo, and then we get the fast mo. And Andy didn't like the fast mo, but I loved the fast mo. I love the fast mo. Ding 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 ding. And it was like, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. She's kicking people into walls, and she's flipping dudes. It's like, oh my god. To compare this action scene to 1984 swinging around the fucking mall <laughs> trying to take out these guys in this clown-like fashion. This was so cool, I thought, just, personally. But it wasn't that different than the Whedon cut, though, right? Uh, like, all but, that action was the same. It just didn't have the screaming song. I, I feel like it, in the Whedon cut, it goes faster. I, think it I thought it breathed faster. more here, yeah. And, I, and again, I did not do a side-by-side comparison, and I'm not, I don't remember talking shit about it in the Whedon cut, so I'm not trying to, like, it, whatever. Like, I, yeah, I thought this just worked where it was put and how it was put and what they did there. Uh, and then, you know, it gets to the end, and the dude is like, I don't believe it. She goes, believe it. And then, with a, a room full of lawyers and children, she goes, and it's like, wait a second, this is how you beat you the god of beat, war. You won. This is you not won. bad, Wonder Woman. He also won. 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 The Her bowling ash. Yeah. She just pulverized this man. The like, when you have this special meter filled and you didn't use it on the boss, there's just some flub over here, like <laughs> destroy him. I just, oh I just, in my brain after this, that, I thought they were gonna, I thought they were gonna cut back to the fucking kids and have their ears be bleeding and have, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, what the fuck was that? Not only that, but the guy was reloading and she moves at the speed of light. Yep. I was expecting her to just pop up to him, grab the gun and be like, no, you're I done. Superman I'm a thing, hero. Right? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Nope. Bend it. I'm a hero. You're going to jail because in, but apparently in Zack Snyder's universe, there, you can just do whatever the fuck you want as long as you're a hero, and that's fine. No, you can commit murder, no you can commit financial fraud, no you, can, you, can, you can log into, into an institution's uh, uh, you know, back end and change records. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I would have loved for the cops to be like, Wait, don't you have that lasso thing to, like, ask him for more information? <laughs> Listen, about he was the... about to reload. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but 
but you but just Diana, got all the bullets. If you ran just, straight at him too, it would have shot you. You could have. You would have been fine. So so let me give this. Had to, use it, had to do it. You, had to do it. You disarmed the other five guys by letting them shoot bullets at you, and then using your gauntlets of truth or whatever the fuck to de- of truth, to, right. to deflect the bullets. But then this guy, this guy had something special, so you had to fucking pulverize him and turn him into just a... And cause hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of damage to the House of Parliament or wherever the fuck we are. You know, the cop cars, they're fucked up out there with the shit on them. Can we talk about the part where she grabs the the case and jettisons it into the air and then throws it up into the air and then because Zack Snyder loves slow motion so much, we watch the fucking suitcase bomb the suitcase spin in slow motion for 30 seconds. It's just a fucking suitcase. That's all it is. And it's spinning slowly. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then it cuts to her slowly going up as it's spinning, looking at it. So she vaporized this dude. The cops outside are like, what the fuck just happened? Why didn't we let Billy shoot him at least? I told you. Did she come back into another dimension? We're not sure. Uh, and then, yeah, she turns around. She's like, all right, everybody. Cool, right? And, like, if we take away the murder that just happened, like, I really enjoy this scene, too, of, like, her going, like, are you guys okay? Are you okay? Yeah. And then one girl who's not okay, she's like, what's wrong, princess? And she's like, the girl's like, can I be like you someday? And she's like, you can be anything no, you want to be. No, you can't. I'm like, no, Wonder Woman. Let's see if this works. Oh, shit. Back away slowly. She, like, definitely killed other guys in this thing. Like, one guy she grabs and just throws against the wall that's, like, 15 feet away. Oh, yeah, they're she, super. Like, they're on they're on ventilators the rest of their life. Yeah, they got it. Yeah. So, like, it would make way more sense if the little girl that was, like, sitting there looking like she was about to cry just looks up and starts, like, wailing because of what yeah. happened in front of her is fucking terrifying. The pure, terrifying yeah. shock. But instead, like, if, I, like, I, if, I if this were a real movie. Like a God. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That was hey, real fun. I agree with everything, and I, but I enjoyed the fuck out of this scene. <laughs> like, I agree with everything we're saying. It's so, much fun to, it's so much fun to get it. And it <laughs> 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 I was like, what the fuck? Why? You could have done it another way. Imagine if you're a you, cop and you, someone we, says, Don't you take your tear off and throw that like a boomerang, too? <laughs> We've seen that. Why didn't you do that? Wait, imagine <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if you're the head of the SWAT team outside, and you're like, they have guys. Here's the breakdown. They have a bomb in there. So let's just make sure it does in the best. You're know, like, well, go home. Call Steve. See if Steve needs to ride home. And she comes out <laughs> the like, oh, my God. Off. We thought the bomb blew up in there, but it blew up in there, huh? She's like, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what happened. There's two bombs. Sure. I didn't realize it. There's there two bombs. Yeah. Save the kids. He had a shoe bomb. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, from this, we go back to Themyscira, because if you remember, in our own, <laughs> that's where we, this thing started. The one mother box woke up and was like, what's going on, right? Uh, queen, whose name I can never say right, Hippo, Hippolyta, Hippo, 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 No, that's not right. King, the King Hip, King Hip, or Queen Hip, she shows up, and she walks in, she's like, what's the fuck up with the box? And I'm like, oh, I was fucking doing a thing, but nothing's really happening, don't worry about it. Oh, man, that's fucked up. And then the box has a crack in it or whatever, and it's lit up, and then it goes, boom, and it's done. Yeah. Uh, it's gone back to sleep. Themyscira is one of the coolest locations in superhero lore, but, like, movies specifically. I fucking, I love it. I, I think the idea is so cool, and it is really the one established thing because we actually got it in other movies, and it's like, oh, this is this is an interesting, cool thing we're doing here. And, and I, I agree with Nick, this scene goes on too long, but I'm okay being in Themyscira for a while. I, I agree. I'm, I'm the I same agree. way, yeah. I, yeah, I, 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 I like how long it is. I thought this is the most entertaining part of this whole sort of 
first act or whatever you want to call it, chapter one, two, I forgot, I forget where we are, but all of this sequence, I enjoy it being longer because I enjoy the world and I think it's, it leading up towards that sort of climax of that scene is, it's so badass. Yeah, I just I just don't like the way it's paced. I think that the original one there was a impending feeling of yeah. doom as they were being chased. Right, you felt the way it was directed and the way it was edited specifically. You felt that there was something right behind them that was about to get them because Stephen Wolf was chasing them. In this one, as as the queen runs out, I forget the actress's name. It's Connie um, Nielsen. Yeah, I think uh, as she's she was a great actor. As she's running out, she's like fucking close the doors, and then they stop, and she has like another conversation with someone. I'm like, no, yeah, fucking she tried to run. save that like, kid. Yeah, or they, what are you doing? This fucking monsters behind you, and it can't be stopped. And then the doors close, and she goes cool, and we stop, and then the whole thing slowly falls into the ocean, and she's like, cool, I guess everything's okay. And then Steppenwolf pops up, and like, no, it's not okay. And then and then we get the action. I just liked it a lot better when it was like. This thing's on. What are we gonna do? I don't know. And then boom, we're into we're into the actual, you know, the meat of it. Connie Nielsen, you're right. Yeah, uh, I like this a lot. I'm, I'm, I think yeah, it's it's long, but in, in like the entire movie's long. It's self indulgent, and I, I like that for sure. Certain, for I, actually, I don't even know. We'll go on a case by case basis. I was gonna say I, I don't think there's one I didn't like. We'll figure out as we get there. But like for this one, I like Themyscira, and I like seeing how the Amazons react, and I love the moment. You know the. The tube opens, Steppenwolf and the Parademons come down, right? He's like, I'm here to show you the great, the you know, whatever, introduce you to the great darkness or whatever. And he makes a comment about them being afraid or whatever, right? And she's like, daughters of Themyscira, show them your fear. And they're like, ah! I'm like, and they're, I'm like that's fucking cool. You know what I mean? We and have then, yeah. no fear. I was like, that's pretty fucking dead. Yeah. yeah. And then it's, yeah, like you said, this weird, like, again, slow-mo of her trying to get out of there. Like, at one point she, like, starts, it looks like she trips. And I was like, oh, and then it's like, oh, she ran up the wall, but it took too long. Yeah, it was like, whatever. Yeah, that was she bad. gets out of there, smash the thing, kill the thing. All right, they start smashing. And then, yeah, she turns around for this other person. I'm like, you're leaving so many people trapped in this thing. Like, yeah. they knew the right trying to save get the person. fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're the you queen. Like, you, the it's queen has to make those choices, unfortunately. And that, yeah, it didn't work. Falls in the like, water. I like do you said. love the, the Zack Snyder fucking imagery of all the, the Amazonian women just like slow mo swinging the hammers. I would yeah, think that yeah, works yeah, well. Yeah, they've yeah. done the same effect that they did they're in 300, just, where their abs are like insane and like, oh, yeah, yeah, they look great. Uh, and so, yeah, like you said, Nick, everything falls in the water. It looks like it's over. They're riding away with the mother box. So, guess what? They aren't. It's Steppenwolf. He comes back out now. This is where you can see his armor really shine. The parademons are out there. They're chasing. He's throwing fucking horses at people. Just he's fucking all... throwing shoulders into horses yeah. left and right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, I love the part where, yeah, they they, they just start like, hitting him with all the arrows, right? And he just stands up and, like, goes, and his suit just, like, eats up the arrows. Yeah, I do appreciate the the sort of – um the way the suit works, like, I, I enjoy seeing it kind of moving and animating on its own when he's just sort of in sequences, but it's still really, at the end of the day, looks like a bad guy I would have drawn as an elementary school kid. Sure. Like, I, where, as no, a kid, I would try to draw a villain in Mortal Kombat, and it's, like, put spikes all over More the dude's body. Man. Yeah, it's, that's kind of what it just comes down to to me. I think you said it back, best in the context, like, last week, where you said it looks like one of the things that would be on the side of the graphics card box. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. like a, a ninety, a, a early two thousands, late nineties, uh, HDI Radeon graphics card. Like that's, yeah. that's kind of what he looks like, unfortunately. Megatron. But he looks more menacing than the the previous version, right? Yeah, he's, he's got more character for sure. I mean, again, it's yeah. this thing of like, if you really, I mean, I I understand what you're saying, but I think he, the they. 
his suit fits more with what they're trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, Andy. <laughs> Where to have the How way you he does. Andy, hold on a second. How did you do that with your eyes? Did you <clears throat> crop them the and scent. move them out? Yeah. I right. smell your mother's box on you. Oh, Jesus no. God. Don't talk about my mother's box ever that again. Really but I your mother's box. No, I do enjoy the narrative for even though it does look like a, you know, a character you would have drawn as a kid or whatever. Uh, he looks like that. So do the witches or whatever their names are that control the mother boxes or have the mother boxes. So do the mother boxes. It's clearly like this line of technology that even yeah. extends out to Cyborg, that that's the reason he has like the weird metally flaps and yeah. stuff. Right. Again, it just, it's just silver CG, so it's like whatever. I appreciate that there's something like that there. I, I, I do, um, I wanted to mention the... There's a, there's a close-up we get up later of Steppenwolf where he just looks doofy. And it's usually when he's talking to Homeboy through the fucking the block of whatever the fuck. Yeah, he's talking to his dog. Yeah, that's not, cool. yeah, that's not, yeah. yeah um, cool but when they have the close-up of him and we are supposed to get this vulnerable Steppenwolf, right? We're supposed to see the side of him that is kind of scared and feels ashamed in a way. But the <laughs> the facial capture just kind of makes him look like, like he, he just has this doofy looking face, I like and it. I, I really want to like freeze frame it and just make that like a reaction shot because I, I, I like think a, it looks lame at some spots. A squirrel's not the right animal, but some woodland creature sure. looking up oh! like for a tree. It, I don't know. Never mind. I was gonna say it reminds me of uh, of the <laughs> the creature that John Leguizamo voiced uh, voices in oh, Ice Age, but maybe not. Madagascar. Yeah. Uh, I see yeah. Uh, they get away, though. Uh, I'll get you to the scene you're talking about, uh, or one of them. Uh, they get away. Uh, they boom tune back out of there. Uh, the queen's there mourning some of her dead, and she's like, we have to light the ancient warning fire or whatever. Uh, from there, we go to black, and it's part two, the Age of Heroes. If you're keeping track at home, that's right. Part two of four this is where we are right now. in review part one. <laughs> Only now we're 16 in. Only now we're 16 in. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know if it's actual what it is, but clearly uh, we Seven Wolf uh, boom tubes to what I'm calling Chernobyl for the rest of the movie. I'm not sure if it actually is Chernobyl or is it supposed to be some other I, nuclear disaster, but that's like the idea. based off of it, right? It's that's toxic. the idea. He gets there. It's toxic. It's toxic. That's good. Shout out to that's Did, did anybody else family. get in? Tim, Tim, I'm looking to you. Did you what? immediately? It's toxic. I'm slipping on that would have made it so much better. God, I wish they just did that. Just put the song in the... Uh, what a weird dialogue choice for him to have there, though. It's toxic. Hey, that's, that's what true. they're telling us. They're telling us why there's no people there and why nobody will come looking. Yep. No people. They're answering questions no one asked him. That's yeah. the point. Yeah, 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 you can't yeah, have right. it both ways. You can't have it both ways because then we'd hey, be sitting here going like, why, right. why don't anybody come to the, the nuclear test site? <laughs> Anyways, it's toxic. That's good. Um, he, uh, you know, t- there's a piece of metal there. He shoves mother box into it. To, he's gonna do the unity here. Uh, one mother box enough is that it starts making uh, Chernobyl into, uh, you know, his uh, fortress, his uh, uh, his stronghold, in making it more like apocalypse, right? Uh, he then orders off the other parademons to go find the other two mother boxes, uh, and then he's like, uh, he will be, I wrote it down, he will be pleased. He will see my worth again, of course, talking about the one and only dark side, again, again, setting up where we're going with uh, this character of Steppenwolf, right, this time, uh, what his deal is and why he's doing all of this. Uh, from there, we're back to Bruce and Alfred. Uh, they're on the plane. Uh, they're looking for Barry. For me, this was the only, this was, where's Barry? This is the first thing for me that I was like, oh, this is clearly a reshoot, right? Like, Ben Affleck looks like he's down a ton of pounds and looks just older. But I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. That's just what I thought. Not that it would matter, right? 
what this scene is used for is that uh, Ben establishes like a little bit of his motivation. It's not that you really need a number, right? But like I, Bruce, like I made a promise to, on his grave to Superman that you know I would do this together. Uh, I need to bring us. To, I wrote this quote down. I need to bring us together to make this right. That's this whole shtick, right? Uh, from there, we're back to Metropolis. Uh, it is Silas Stone, uh, Victor's father. Uh, he is leaving his lab. Grabs his little tape recorder. You don't understand why yet. Uh, and on his way out, he says goodbye to the maintenance dude or whatever. And the maintenance dude's like, "See you tomorrow. I'm sure I won't die immediately." Uh, and Silas is like no sooner out the door, and then there's like a, a rustling uh, in the office. Maintenance dude goes in there, uh, opens up the thing, finds a parademon there sniffing around a box. And he's like, Whoa! and then we cut away from that. Uh, from there, <laughs> now we'll come back. Sure. Let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Babel. Genesis Qua. And if you don't know, that means I don't know what. Like, the thing that is missing. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know what's missing, but it's missing it. And I learned that using Babbel, just like Greg Miller's been doing. He's been trying to learn French uh, to be able to, you know, communicate a little bit better with his wife. And it's been going great. Uh, Babbel has made the whole process addictively fun and easy with bite-sized lessons that you'll actually use in the real world. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, good riddance, uh, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things you get to use in everyday life, not just trying to find where the library is. Ain't that right, Kevin? Donde está la biblioteca? Thank you very much. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. You purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code MORNING. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code MORNING, for an extra three months free. Babbel, language for life. And next up, I want to give a shout-out to BetterHelp. In 2021, talking about mental uh, health is finally a thing, and that's why we're excited to be sponsored by BetterHelp Online Theory. Mental health check-in. How are you really? And what do you need right now? Therapy can help you. What is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Get some tools to help with motivation, depression, anxiety, battling your temper, stress, dealing with insecurity in relationships or at work, whatever you need. It's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. Uh, BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Uh, one of my good friends has been using this and been having a really great time just because of how easy it is uh, and how like private and secure it all is and you just feels very comfortable with the whole process. You can join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Kind of Funny Morning Show listeners. You can get 10 percent off the first month at betterhelp.com slash morning that's better h-e-l-p dot com slash morning betterhelp.com slash morning to get 10 percent off your first month of better help i'm gonna take a pee break here i'm gonna take a pee break right that maintenance guy no i know but he's gonna you know i mean he's getting kidnapped or whatever oh yeah he's one of the eight eight, soon to be nine the metropolis nine as we'll call them for the rest of this film when it happens Mm. I'm going to be Andy. Andy, tell, me, try- tell me about this month. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to rewind. Well, no, first of all, I'm trying to rewind and trying to see if this actually was a reshoot. I don't think it was. The scene where where he's finally shaving his beard is a scene that Greg thinks was a reshoot. I don't think it was, although I do know that 
recently shots have served, or not shots, but Ben Affleck was in an interview recently of some, like, Zoom podcasting thing, and he has lost a lot of weight. And really? I'm kind of worried. All right? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. on, like, 40 pounds of fucking muscle for it to be Batman. Yeah. It's just hard to, yeah. that's hard to keep off, man. Uh, no, but, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there have been sequences of, I, I feel like he's just, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to say that he's an overweight dude, but he's he's a fuller figured well, guy, he's right? Very, like, he's a very big guy. He's like, but, he's like but no, but in this three. in this recent uh, Zoom interview, he looks very very skinny. Hopefully, it's for a role. I hope it's not anything else. Um, I don't want to, you skinny know, Batman. think too Sounds much good. about it. <clears throat> but, but yeah, skinny in, Batman. In the shaving scene, in the shaving scene, this is where he's like, "Have you seen? Have you found the kid yet?" And then, uh, what's his face? Um, Alfred uh, says possibly, and he's like. If I had a nickel for every possibly I've ever heard from you, and you you're even more, even more, more insufferable. insufferable. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Nick, I, I, I just want you to know I appreciate you so much that a couple of days ago there was the Andy talking about Skinny Pop, Pop popcorn, mm-hmm. which reminded you of Insync's song Dirty Pop, mm-hmm. so you did the Skinny Pop. Now I said Skinny Batman, and you turned that into Insync song Bat- Dirty Pop, <laughs> which yeah. is like one one step too far. But I appreciate the the logic there. One step it really, too far. It really is my life. It really is just uh, like how many, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, how many degrees away from Kevin Bacon are you? That's sort of yeah. the thing we're talking about here. I can be 17, 18, about? still get back there. I, uh, I think I think Ben okay. like looks thinner and and smaller overall. In, that in this thing? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you agree with me? Yeah, I agree with. with uh, I'm looking at the old version. Thank you. And I'm going to take a screenshot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at the new version. Take a screenshot. So I, I could say, Greg, it is definitive. Thank you, yeah. Andy. I appreciate that. It is definitively, definitively. <laughs> Andy, can I get a ruling from you on one other thing? Go ahead. Like it's it's D- I understand it's what Thursday and it's twelve fifty three, but it's DC EU in review. Can I get a recap juice? That's fine. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Please do, Craig. Bro, let's oh, crack one open, big dog. Oh, I, I literally I love a beer before my... one p.m. when I talk about Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Just bear in mind, everyone, we are only twelve, 12 <laughs> minutes into this movie right now. Yeah, we are twelve We're not even halfway through the first half. No, <laughs> no more than that. Come on. Oh my God. Anyways, uh, he grabs his thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazons. Uh, the Amazons now, uh, they're like, they're going to do the, their whole thing Nick was complaining about earlier. They do their whole, it looks like a funeral, but it's not a funeral. It's them getting the magic arrow ready to fire off uh, and, and warn uh, the, uh, the people of man, right? Where, of course, no, the man won't understand because it's been 5,000 years since it's been used, but she will. Uh, so they light it, they fire it, it flies out of the mascara, it flies out of the bubble, you know what I mean, to go all the way through. I think this is still really cool. I like this a lot. Uh, the, you know, the leaving the mascara, what the idea is here, the fact that they have these like built-in things of what they would need it for. Maybe, uh, maybe when you go back there, though, drop your mama's cell phone. Give her like the unlimited minutes plan. Just that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, what are we holding but on she to? Can't go talk back to each other. Remember? She's not. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But uh, come on, go back. Who cares? Just go back. I'm, yeah, because like I feel like they're the only ones making the rules, right? The old gods are dead. Yeah. Yeah. So they got. Yeah, they left for a reason. What are you afraid of? What do you? Yeah, think? Exactly. A man already stepped foot on the island too. It's fine. Who cares? Sure. Anyways, you know, either you you let people evolve and you change with the times, you become outdated. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying over here. Thank I can, you confirm, I can I, confirm it is a reshoot. Thank you. I don't need any of this, like, you know, Catholicism not getting on board with gay marriage. Get the fuck out of here, all right? Get get your shit together. I don't need the Pope over here. You see this, Kev? You saw this. 
No, I didn't. Big story a couple weeks ago, right? Right, it's not good. Well, like this week, this week. Anyways, uh, he fires, it lands over there. Uh, We then go to Paris, you know, right across the old English channel from... uh, 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 Oh, we, we. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, and we go to the Louvre, where uh, Diana works and is, you know, uh, taking care of some stupid statue. It'd be cool if she was working on a Vigo painting, if, you ever, if they ever reshoot Every that again. Every time I see right? that scene, I think the same thing. God, could we just have some Vigo in there? Would it be so rough have him back there? And that's what you're Would it be so rough? Can you imagine, Greg, if there Greg. was a Ghostbusters reference? You can't uh, have fun. everything in this fucking movie. Somehow they just net it together that, yeah, Superman, and, or this DCEU is also the Ghostbusters universe. Can we have her playing Patapon? Jesus Christ. You know? <laughs> I, would, I would love it if she, she takes pictures of him, and then when she's done, she's like... I've I've had better. I've, I've worked with better. I've worked with better. <laughs> Not many. <laughs> it, does this movie win the award for most locations in a single film? Because it's it's utterly insane how many different places there are around the world. Shout out yeah. to Zach Snyder. I lose track. I, it definitely it definitely wins an award in my book for explaining the most amount of things explained in a movie. Okay. Whether or not they needed to be explained or not. Like I didn't necessarily need to know the backstory of one of the arrows, but I'm glad I do. <laughs> You're a monster. Uh, you know, what did you do this weekend? Nothing. Oh, that's what you always say. Ha, 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 ha. And, uh, and where do you go, Diane? Where do you go? Some other guy comes in and he's like, oh, you know, defunding and layoffs and now arson. They turn on TV. And oh, out in Greece. I hated it in the first one and I hate it now. Out in Greece. Oh, what's happening? Oh, the news is going to fucking tell me. You're yep. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have magic sense. You wonder what you want her to do. But in a movie, I mean, look, look, not that I would rather this, but in a movie that starts with, like, people hearing fucking Superman's dying breath, it's like you're telling me that Wonder Woman finds out about this magical shit from the news? Yeah, CNN. And that's where she finds out that, yes, there's a fire burning right now uh, at the Shrine of the Amazons, to which Diana says, invasion. She knows what it means. Uh, from there, we jump back to Metropolis, where uh, Victor, St- uh, no, not Victor, Silas Stone is returning to work in the Superman ship in their little base there. And we come in and meet Ryan Choi. You're right? Is that how I pronounce that? C H O I Choi, I believe. Right? They Probably. say it in the film. Sure, yeah. Uh, he's the Adam, or he will be the Adam uh, in some incantations of the DC inter- iterations of the DC. Uh, he's got that stupid line about the prom date, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't recall the prom day. He says, uh, I, "I don't even says, know who you're talking about." You're, he says, you're, "The hottest you're, you're, substance on the planet." He goes, "That's the same ah, thing that's on the prom date." Yeah, yeah, yeah. She dumped me. He's uh, the guy you're talking. We're talking about Ryan. Is, or I'm sorry, <laughs> the guy we're talking about. Tim is the guy who works with uh, Silas in, in, yeah. in the thing. He's uh, whenever oh, he goes back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, investigators are there because obviously a whole bunch of people are missing, and there's a huge hole in the fucking ship or the whatever station. Uh, and they're like, "Hey, what was in this fucking box?" And Ryan, of course, can't keep his fucking trap shut, and he's like, "Oh, that was already missing, right?" Or, right Silas, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, don't worry about it." And then the guy's like, "Who the fuck are you, by the way?" He's like, "I'm a civilian." I'm working with the DOD. I'm working on alien shit. Come over here with me. And they open up the He's oddly yeah. cool. He's oddly, oh, okay, I guess it's missing. This super advanced piece of tech. Just well, then they open up the thing and they show the Superman ship, which you would know is on the other side of that wall. It's the yeah, kind of big it's fucking just, news that this thing That's landed. not a reveal, right? No, like, but they try to make it a reveal. Please. Yeah. 
And then it's just yeah, like, yeah. I... And they're like, yeah, we know this. Like, this thing killed 13 of my friends. Like, I'm aware. Yeah. Like, I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm a single father right now because of this fucking thing. I'm there's aware hel- of it. Here. There's helicopter footage and drone footage that has shown what is happening. It's more here. weird is Star Labs has the investigators going around. This is Black Ops, you know, whatever, doesn't matter. Uh, and they're like, okay, cool. They, they get off track about it, and they show a, a, a sketch of, you know, what some, one of the survivors in quarantine saw, and... This thing he saw, and it looks a lot like Batman, but it's not. It's a parademon. We know that. Silas does know that. Silas goes home. Uh, he gets there, and Victor is there brooding out the window like he was in the last movie, but now we're about to get stuff, you know, explaining more about Victor. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, you, uh, you know, the box isn't safe anymore. Uh, there's monsters out there looking for it. And she's like, yeah, you would know something about monsters, wouldn't you? You created one. He doesn't yell. There's no. He, that's what he's saying. He's saying he's the monster. Yeah, but he's oh, like this. Oh God. Okay. Yes, Victor. I created a monster. Let's get through this. We have to have a conversation. We've talked about a monster. Before. You made a monster. Now, I mean, that's, was, if, if we want to jump to the Wonder Woman scene, right? And that, don't get me wrong. I understand, Victor. You know what I mean. Your mom's dead. That sucks. Dad didn't come to the game. Boo hoo. Fucking who? But then when she's like, you have these gifts, and he's like, does this look like a gift to you? Good acting by Ray Fisher because he kind of turns around like a hunchback in Notre Dame. Does this look like a gift for you? And he'd be like, that. yes. You have super strength and can fly and can dial into also, anything in the world. You were dying. It, you don't have a dick. This sucks. Okay? I get it. But let's oh. get over it. Yeah, you're alive, right? You don't know that you don't he want doesn't to... have a dick. Like, he might well, have he's a, got robot a robo dick, dick, you know what I yeah, mean? Maybe it's like a little USB cord. But look at how many look at how many jagged edges he has. You think that robot dick's going to... That's going to hurt oh, anybody. I bet you, no, oh. he gets smooth. Smooth as glass. Yeah. You know what I mean? Smooth as glass. And it's more than you're used to. God, I hate that whole sequence because he is moving around. It's like they just took the mocap data from um, General Grievous. Oh, go back God. and watch that sequence. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah, just go back. And he's just like this hunchback dude kind of looking like he's broken. It's like I hated the way he looked here. I, I did not like that. We, are we talking Andy? about in the scene with Wonder Woman? Yeah, the Wonder Woman scene. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Andy, real quick. Also, I opened up uh, the movie and I jumped to a random point, but it ended up being the point where uh, Steppenwolf is like staring up, like kind of like that that look you were talking about. And he looks a yeah. lot. He looks a lot like uh, John Leguizamo's character from that one movie. I think <laughs> and you're like, you nailed it. It looks just like it. Meanwhile, in Greece. Uh, Wonder Woman goes to investigate the fire that's now out, but the arrow's still there. She sneaks past everybody, and she gets the arrow. She looks at the arrow. It's got some ancient writing on the arrow. Uh, she then goes, there's a secret door behind, like, a merchant stand or whatever. She does that cool, like, boom, tr- jump, boom. She lands in high heels. Fucking dope as hell. How uh, is that then, cool? How is that dope? I like the noise, and I didn't see it coming. Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah cool. I like the noise. Tim, I want you to do me a favor, Tim. Yeah. Tim, do me a favor. Get up on one of your chairs back there and jump down. Yeah. We'll see if I don't, it's cool. I don't, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you to do that. This scene ask. was so distracting to me because it's like, so why would they just let this woman like walk around this site? And oh, they, they didn't let her. She's, she's sneaking around. around. She's sneaking around. She's wondering. She's 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 like she looked sneaky. She looked like she was just walking in high heels. Yeah, you can jump off fucking things. Hiding in plain sight is the best way to sneak around. Gal Gadot cannot hide in plain sight anywhere. She's hiding in plain sight, man. She's wearing all white dress and high heels. She's hiding in plain sight. You calling Gal Gadot? Who you calling? Fucking cousin, cousin Daniel. Hello. Hello. Is this is this Chloe? Echo Chloe. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, you're on Kind of Funny in review. Uh, Andy just referenced uh, Colonel Grievous uh, in, re- in relation to Cyborg from the Justice League. So I needed to call you and get a ruling. Lieutenant Grievous. How do, we, how do we feel about Cyborg as, as a robot? Like, I know you, we all know you got this weird thing for robots. Is, is he a good robot? Is, how, how's Cyborg look? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's a Cyborg. He's not my type, though. Is he a Cyborg? <laughs> too much human? Uh, yeah. Yeah, too much okay. human. He's not, he's not enough robot. Exactly. Okay, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. Me and Kevin were having a conversation too uh, about like you've seen Justice League, of course. I'm sure multiple times. You know that Cyborg's got all these jagged edges and stuff, right? Can he make mm-hmm. himself smooth? Can he make himself smooth? Yeah, because I was saying like I was saying because I was saying like listen, this isn't going to be painful for anybody who gets involved with this. And Kevin's like, no, no, he can make it super smooth. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a known robot slash cyborg thing? Is that something that happens? You're the cyborg robot expert. That's true, but I'm not as well versed in um, the DC cyborg. So. Okay, then let me let me turn it around. General Grievous, okay. can he make smooth robot parts? Yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. You answered a good question, and it turns out I was wrong, and Kevin was right. I appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Of course. All right. Congratulations for being on the Twitch front page yesterday. What's your Twitch handle? Hey, thank you. Oh, my Twitch is um, Echo Clo. All right. Good. All right. Cool. All right. We'll talk to you later. Hey, cool. Sounds good. Right. Uh, you, you having fun? <laughs> <laughs> having a great time. Is it really cold where you are? Cause Sorry, we're like nine hours into the Justice League. I gotta go back. Where were we talking? Did you just want to talk about Chicago? I was trying to get there. You know, I was trying to get there. Oh. So she opens up the wall. We go in there, and this is where we get like the cave paintings of Darkseid. And the battle that came before that we've already kind of talked about, but we'll get to in a second with the show. You know what I mean? So we go through, we do the whole thing. Congratulations, everybody. From here, we get the Aquaman interlude. This is where Aquaman, I say, shows up in a different village. There's a guy who's out there in his boat drowning. Aquaman saves him, stomps into a new bar, throws him down. Everybody gives him the stink eye here, which is why I don't think it's the same place where people are singing and sniffing his clothes. Uh, they throw him down there. He takes the whiskey, he'll pay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. He drinks it, and then, like, this is, I think, meant to show us that, you know, Aquaman is a wandering soul. Aquaman, you know, has no home. He's, you know, he's like, like the guy Superman from Brandy. Exactly. A lot of that, yeah, yeah a lot of that. Nomadic. Uh, you're nomadic, yeah. Did you see that movie, Nomadland? Oh, I saw that movie. Song. Also, he just has, yeah. he has a very, very complicated relationship to shirts. Is, does he yeah. want to wear them? Does he not want to wear them, Tim? Why would you even bother wearing a shirt? Like, why come out of the water and put a shirt on if you're just going to take the shirt off and go back into the water? No shirt, no shoes, thing. no service, dude. You That's right, mean? yeah. you got to get in there and get the booze. You know what I mean? You know you're absolutely right. This, yeah. this yeah, bar is a lot of things. This bar again, is a lot of things. But but they adhere to the laws of no shirt, no shoes, no service in fucking Norwegian, I whatever the hell they are. I guarantee it. Maybe. You walk into one of these, these bars, again, different place. It might be so, like, you're wearing Vans, sir? Get the fuck out. You need to wear a hard-soled shoe right now. This song choice here, much better choice than Icky Thump. Um, I disagree. I just feel like this this worked out better. I feel like the Icky Thump choice was way more of a of a Whedon, like... Is that the that one that sounds like the White Stripes? It is. It, it is, is Jack. Yeah, it is Jack White. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I like the energy of that one more. I thought this one was, like, when when you don't have that... Energy, this just feels very self-indulgent because this, this scene goes on. It's beautiful, don't get me wrong, and him smashing into the water is great, but it's just, I'm like, we don't... I feel like that's the scenario, though. Like, uh, but again, I would have loved for the, for the chapter to end here or 
part two or whatever the hell. I wish it would have ended on that song as he dove into the water and just like, bam, done. Instead, um, it doesn't. He no. swims underwater, and he, he does a little bit of Aquaman stuff, but then he does this weird, like, little kid thing. Like, he's, like, looking for Christmas presents where he swims up to a rock and, like, looks around it. And there's the, <laughs> the statue of the former king of Atlantis with the thing, I guess, foreshadowing, of course, uh, what will and when he kills that giant crab thing that he talks to, and I think it's James Duty Dench, and then she's over there, and then he gets the cool armor. Anyway, was so it matter. really Judy Dench? It was one of them, right? Was it her? Who's who's a music lady? Uh, Julie time. Andrews? Julie Garden. Although, the, I stand by the fact yeah, that Judy Dench could have been in Sound of Music and fucking knocked it out of the park. <laughs> he would have Dench to do anything. <laughs> Dame Judy Dench in Sound of Music? I always thought, if that movie sucks, put Dame Judy, Judy Dench in it. She'll fucking elevate it. It's a hard word yeah. to say, right? It's a weird Dame thing. Dame Judy Dench. Anyway, he swims up close to it. Volko, of course, the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe, he swims on in there, right? Uh, he puts up the the bubble, and he's like, oh, the man who would be king, Spider-Man. <laughs> he's like, you know what I mean? And he's like, it's, it's a little bit of bother you guys, though, a little bit. Of course. Because I thought, I was like, why are the bubbles so small? It cuts to this wide shot, the bubbles this time. I'm like, just what? No. Get more space in this bubble. Get no, more it's space not in the, the bubble. It's not the point of, it's more of why is there a bubble is the problem that I have with it. You oh, could talk, talk underwater. I don't. Under- Can they talk underwater? Because in this movie, when they when they communicate with each other, it sounds like flipper. Like it's very very weird. I don't see. I don't think we ever see a person have a conversation with another person in the water. I think in they need the air to actually be able to talk. In Wait, this, in did they really do the flipper it. thing? I remember yeah, hearing like echo location. Yeah, when when when, when they're making the when they're making the real run on uh, <laughs> the Atlantic oh, uh, uh, box. <laughs> The, yeah, the only read on this that I, I can kind of headcanon by is that they want to have, like, a private meeting. You know what I mean? They don't want other people. Uh, cone mm-hmm. of silence? Cone of yeah. silence sort of thing? Uh, I like okay. that. I like that's that. Really smart. That's really smart, Tim. I like that. I As like we that. saw with Superman scream for seven minutes, like, by the time a human voice gets underwater, it goes really quiety. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It did, because the mother box like, did I hear something? Must have been no. a whale. <laughs> goes back to sleep. You know, it's like 40. Must a whale. Poop. Goes back to bed. Uh, so, yeah, he lays out all the shit uh, that he needs to ride of, like, you should come down. It's your birthright. You're the real king. Yada, yada, yada. Your mother made me a pro- I promised your mother I'd take care of you and all this shit. It's time for you to pick up her trident. And he won't. And he throws it on the ground, and he throws his little uh, jersey down there, too. He's like, these are Atlanta. Come to trident. And he's like, listen, man, I don't know why you're – I think you're the only guy who could do it. But the mother box we protect isn't safe. It's going to be everybody's problem up and below. You need to come uh, protect it, right? Because it's going to be – you need to take up the fucking thing. And he's like, Jason Momoa, I ain't doing anything. He's like, fuck, all right, cool. So uh, that's that. Um, uh, we then uh, go back to Steppenwolf. This is where he phones home. This is where he hits up Desaad. Again, you know, for me, Greg Miller, growing up on DC, this is fucking awesome. Calls Desaad, right? Desaad's all fucking pissed off at him and he's shitty to him, right? And whatever. And it's like... This effect looked awesome to me. I don't know. I love it. I love this I think weird it phone call so thing. fucking rad. Dude, and I'm jumping ahead, but and I'm, the, the recap juice is kicking in. But when yeah, he buddy. talks to Desaad later on, he's like, dude, the fucking anti-life equation's here. And Desaad starts talking in an, the alien tongue of Apocalypse and then yeah. goes away, but then all the uh, 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 parademons drop to one knee and he looks back and dark side forms oh my god is that fucking dope you know what Definitely. i mean like what a cool moment uh, here cool though. If, we, if we didn't earlier in the movie see dark side get his ass handed to him by everyone 
just killed a lot of people before. Yeah, yeah like, he kind of went one out of the like Greek gods hit him. You know? Yeah, yeah I don't know. There's two, two Greek guys. He, he actually hit him. Well, so I said good one of them. Yeah. Put, they, I mean, I want to say something right now. I want you to know from the the second half of this movie, but I won't. So I want well, to know. You should have watched. You should have waited for us. Yeah. You're right. That's what I should have done, Kevin. I should have waited for you guys. You know what I mean? I can't Everyone go and enjoy something. I'm here. I'm here one thirty in the morning having the time of my life. Oh my god! I just say I'm very happy for you. I'm glad you got this. You know what I mean? You work hard. Look at how much fun are we having? You know what I mean? You guys, I've listened. Oh, Mission Impossible is a good movie. All right, you're done. It's forty five minutes. You're in that. Here, how many hours we've been going? We're talking about Volco. Everyone's favorite DC. <laughs> and it's and we don't know what accent Will Defoe's doing. <laughs> Burn a curb. Uh, anyways, it's the call to decide. This is where he gives him the report. He's like, "Yo, this place fucking sucks. The, they're all primitive people, and there's no way they will ever be united. Like, let's just roll, Big Daddy. We got it. We got this mm-hmm. thing." Um, and then decide is like, like, cool, like. Listen, uh, and then he kind of shits on him, which you'd expect yeah, from him, like, but he's like, listen, man, like, oh, if it is an old Steppenwolf, the guy who could be a dark side side, but he fucking got, his pride got in the way. And Steppy's like, dude, let me just come home, all right? Yeah, I betrayed dark side, but it's cool, it's cool now. And he's like, cool, you owe five, 50,000 planets. And he's like, fuck, so this is a lot like the hit PlayStation Vita game uh, 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 Freedom Wars, where you had a whole bunch of years on your sentence in the Panopticon. Yeah, Kevin. Do they explain what he did? Like, no, I don't, I don't, that's never, they say, it get, oh, you mean in the second half? Uh, no, I'm going to rewatch it, but I think, no, it's, it, I mean, it's just, the call with Darkseid, you get a little bit more right of him being like, it's the pride thing, I think he, he tried to help some of the bad guys that were against Darkseid, not the bad guys, but like, also bad guys, like, kind of help, kind of overthrow him, kind of thing. Um, from there, uh, it's, uh, Bruce working on his, uh, big old jet that'll be the troop carrier. Uh, Diana comes in and he's like, you know, I spent, a, I spent what is he? I spent a million dollars on that system or whatever. And she's like, oh, you got your money's worth. And it almost, it took me almost a minute and she throws on the shades and it's like, deal with it. You know, you know, remember that meme, Andy? Mm-hmm. Deal with it. And it's like, me, the shades glasses. Come in. Yeah, yeah, glasses yeah. come down. Um, here's where we get, uh, the thing, uh, Nick hates. We get the recap of the Age of Heroes, right? Where we see the old gods teaming up with the Amazons, teaming up with man, teaming up with the Atlanteans, teaming up with one green lantern, the guardian from the star, yeah. uh, to go fight the invading, and this is where, uh, Robin Wright pops back up, to inv- you know, in, in, stop it, Dark Side. It's just to me that I think that Gal's read of the actual stuff was a little bit, like, lacking. Mm-hmm. I think there's just a moment where it kind of feels like she's that I understand. That in her house and had five minutes to turn this VO in and was like, just somebody turn on the Zoom mic and I'm going to just I'm gonna just do this real quick. So this much is, of this movie feels like this scene where it is just kind of like things are happening and there's a VO explaining a montage as it, it's going mm-hmm. on, like whether it's, you know, Cyborg's origin story or, or this or, like, the beginning of the movie with the Superman stuff. And it's just, it's interesting. And that's where I think, like, the artsy stuff kind of comes in where it's like there's, it seems like there's very little actual traditional plot movie style in this, and most of it is just kind of like every scene by itself is the backstory to a different thing that adds up eventually to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's the thing we already talked about on how much you want to spend time on it. Uh, Darkseid came here, right? He smashes the ground. He sees the anti-life equation like etched into the surface of the planet. Uh, everybody goes to war. They had to unite even though they don't like each other. Uh, it's you know a long, 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 long time ago. 
Uh, they fight for a long time. I think it's really cool. A lot of good stuff happens. I geek out, of course, for uh, Darkseid lopping off the Green Lantern's hand, uh, and then the ring flying away. Go find somebody else who has, you know, uh, will. Um, uh, the boxes are doing their fucking thing, uh, but when Darkseid catches, yeah, the axe uh, to the collarbone, right? He's like, ooh, ouchie, and he lays down, and then they all drag him out, and then the witches start falling, and they drop the mother boxes, and then everybody's like, yo, peace, we gotta go, and they jump up in the ships, and yo, peace, we gotta go. Exactly, we gotta get the fuck out of here, and I wrote this down so I wouldn't get it wrong, right? The boxes are left behind, they fall back to sleep, and then they fade from the view of the enemy, to which I already joked about this, but like, what? Like, I, this is, in, you were talking about, you know, over-explaining or explaining things that weren't, you know, like, how did you get to Earth? How did you forget this is the planet you left off on? I just don't they, get that. Person. Right? I don't they have either. a random button. They have a random button. It goes through the whole multiverse, but it doesn't <laughs> go backwards, just forward. So they've been hitting it. Haven't hit it again. It also, it also kind of gets to the motivations of Darkseid in general, right? Like, and, and like, what's the point? What is the point? You've you got hundreds of thousands of planets. You're just trying to overtake them all. That's that's. It's, it's classic bad guy stuff, right? That's your bad guy. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. But that's that, again, this is the big thing that differentiated him from like a Thanos, where like you, with Thanos, the reasoning behind doing what he's doing, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah, but yeah this movie makes me feel stupid a lot. Uh, and like DCU does often, but it's just like there's so many terms and things that they throw at us where it's like, okay, there's the anti-life equation, there's these mother boxes, there's dark side, but his name's spelled weird, but there's also Steppenwolf, and he's under, it's just like there's a lot, and they throw all of it at once, and they just keep throwing, keep throwing. It reminds throwing. me of Man of Steel. Yes. Totally. Man, Man of Steel. We're talking about DCU. Yeah, DCU. Yeah, Man of Steel had a lot of the same sort of word and buzz words of like, you know, the... Mother box and, and uh, you know, anti-life and I, equation and all that shit, yeah. Again, like, you know, as somebody who adores the MCU and somebody who grew up loving DC Comics, and still, I still obviously love DC Comics, and I'm still, I, I would still say a DC person at heart, right? Like, that is the, one of the main differences in the universes, is that I thought, I, I mean, like, I, I will never be able to fall all over myself and compliment them to you enough on the way they introduced everything to get us to Endgame so that my cousin, cousin Jody, you all know her now, yeah, when we were going to see it was telling me how much she loved person. Iron Man and she understood, like, when we left that theme, she understood time travel and, like, stuff that, like, you know, I remember... People care yeah. about Mjolnir. They understand mm -hmm. Mjolnir. Like, I remember growing insane. up, I mean, like, there's no way to explain a Green Lantern to somebody, right? And then you get to MCU and they're able to do all these complex things. Whereas DC's EU, for better or worse, and clearly worse, is, is very much like, cool, have you read all this DC stuff? Do you know what a mother box is? Do you, do you know what our interpretation of it is? This is what it's going to be. Let's go for it. And it's like, yeah, that works really well for me. It makes me get all excited and stupid, but like, I totally get why you'd feel stupid, Tim. And that sucks. I, don't want, I, I wish people didn't feel that way about it. I digress. Um, Diana explains the whole thing. Uh, they left the boxes. They went to sleep. Yada yada yada. Everybody locked their zone up, which we already talked about. Uh, you know, they find Atlanteans are like, here, octopus eat this. <laughs> Men are like, hey, I got a hole. Six and then fucking Sinister is like, put it in this thing. Guard it at all times. We have this system. We'll knock out these pillars. And in the end, it doesn't fucking matter, of course. So whatever. Who cares? From there, ladies and gentlemen, we go to a black screen for part three. Beloved mother, beloved son. Uh, we start in Central City, where one and only Barry Allen is trying to get a job at a pet store, mm. and he is a scatterbrain, a goofball. He's got a con he's got a, a resume in his pocket that's torn up and crumpled up, and all these other things. Uh, he when he walked in, he walked past uh, Iris, who isn't introduced as Iris, but we know from everything else. Uh, they share a moment, a moment, as Kevin Smith and uh, Ben Affleck would say in Chasing Amy. 
Um, 